Hello everybody, welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and we are joined by Mr. Ultra David, Mr. Tubaware. How you guys doing? Well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> is, that, is that how you're doing? Very well, well, well? <laughs> exactly right. How about you? All right. Uh, I'm getting by. I can't complain. Life is grand, swell, whatever you want to call it, as much as it can be. I, okay, fair enough. It's yeah. 2020 still, although not for very much longer at this point. Only a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. left. So today, like y'all can see, we're going to talk about some news, what happened. We're going to talk about some other very interesting questions in 5-5 matchup. Sephiroth's in Smash. The Game Awards happened, as I know everybody <laughs> knows and was super <laughs> interesting. Uh, UL joins GBVS. There's some other news in there as well, including a patch. And so we are bringing Ebon and Clegg on to talk about that stuff. That's our guest for today. We're going to talk about the We Play Dragon Temple on our 5-5. Again, there's other fun topics that will be there as well. There's some other game community news. There's some upcoming stuff. There's some other tournament results to get to. But yeah, let's begin by talking about this Sephiroth in Smash. <laughs> Sephiroth. Uh. Good old Sephiroth. <laughs> You know, the worst thing about it is someone made some tweet about Sephiroth's mom, about how attractive she is. And so then Sephi's mom got stuck in my head like Stacy's mom, you know, Sephi's yeah. mom's got to go. And then apparently there's a whole YouTube video about that with that parody in there already. So I, do we even see Sephiroth? Is this like a real character? Sephiroth's mom is... A visible character. In yeah, some apparently, videos? apparently, okay. I don't know. Sure. I don't remember. I don't know if it's in the. I mean, someone showed. I think like the eight bit. The, the, I'm sorry, not the eight bit, but the PS1 blocky version. Oh, okay. And then there's sure. also the remake one that she looks a lot better now, or something like that. So, I would hope right. so. I would hope so. Wow, <laughs> thanks for the subs and gifted tiered subs, everybody. Zero awesome. Hero and Sonic Supremacy. High five, y'all. Yeah, thank you. For so, uh, as far as Sephiroth, all right, here's what happened. So, as everybody knows and was paying rapt attention to, the Game Awards took yes. place. Everybody's favorite event. We had it on our calendars for years, years in advance. We were waiting for the Game Awards 2020. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that they announced was that, well, Sephiroth is coming to Smash. There was a great, like, video announcing him. Uh, I don't know. I guess let's. Do you want to bother playing it? I don't know. The trailer? Nah, uh, we're probably going to get DMCA'd for that. I just, I just think it was cool. So in all of these trailers that have shown new characters coming into Smash, it's like, here's an invitation, right? The, they've made this a whole shtick of the invitation right. that gets there with the seal on it. Well, and which, the, by the way, he got from King of Fighters. So <laughs> Smash's brand new idea with the seal and the envelope they're inviting people. <laughs> and Severoth just ignored that. Right? Like, it wasn't even about getting invited. It was just like, guess what? Sephiroth's coming down from the sky. He's gonna, like, just in with his sword, and he just appears. And, like, none of the characters in the, like, cast want him. Like, they're all trying to fight him immediately. Nobody wants him there, and he's there anyway. And I just, I thought that was really funny, really well done. Uh, it looks cool to me. I don't know. What do you think about the trailer itself? The trailer was cool, yeah. I mean... <laughs> It's it's a lot different, I think, from my perspective because I don't care about Final Fantasy, and I don't really play Smash competitively. So, mm -hmm. I it's like I, I I it's hard for me to get as excited 
about character announcements when I don't play the games, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't play either game, so it's kind of just like, <laughs> cool for Final Fantasy Smash fans. I mean, Sephiroth is like a a figure in all RPGs now. I mean, he's, he's a legendary character. It's cool for them. And the, and the trailer obviously was very well done. All of them have been. It's Nintendo. Yeah. They have a lot of money to spend on that stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, it was cool, but, like, eh. <laughs> I, I, I definitely wasn't paying attention to the game show or the, the game award show. What? So, what? No. That? I didn't even watch it. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I can't believe this guy. You know, our job is to inform the people, making sure that we watch Look, all the more important things. I think you're like the only person on the planet who wasn't watching the Game Awards. Clearly, you know, I didn't watch the Seinfeld last episode either, so <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a hipster, I guess. How dare you compare such a an unimportant moment? like the Seinfeld last episode <laughs> to the Game Awards 2020. I'm I offended. Know, right? They were equally unimportant to me. <laughs> when my mom gave me a call about the Game Awards 2020, she was like, David, did you see that Sephiroth's in Smash? Right? Wow. <laughs> I mean, look, yep. literally yep. my brother texted me and was like, I found Sephiroth just got announced for Smash. That's how I found out. My brother was wa found out about that, so clearly he was watching the Game Awards as well. Right. So he's a real gamer. I'm not. What can I say? <laughs> well, I think that's true, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, the trailer was obviously super well done. Their trailers are all really good, and I think one of my favorite. I mean, obviously the moment of the trailer was Sephiroth skewering Mario, right? I mean. That that's gonna be a meme forever. And uh, someone actually said that it's too bad we still don't have forums because that would have been everybody's signature picture, and it's so true. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Sephiroth fans all over web forums back in the day. That is for sure. Oh man, have him stab. Okay, Mario didn't die. It was only you know being picked up by his uh, lapel right there. It wasn't actually like he died. Yeah, yeah. Mario got his ass kicked and like. Yeah. Every trailer with a villain. I was gonna say, yeah, he gets he gets bodied. Dude, like, no, he has been eaten basically. Like no one's gotten badly as badly bodied as Luigi, right? Like Luigi literally died. <laughs> Rough. Uh, but um, I mean, look, obviously very hype. A lot of people super excited about there. A lot of big Sephiroth fans out there. You know me, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy VII person, even though I am a Final Fantasy, huge Final Fantasy fan. Uh, I've always felt like Sephiroth's kind of overrated as a villain because he's, I don't know, it's just that whole like edgy edgelord kind of shit, you know, again, where he's just like, clearly he's designed to appeal to people as a super evil boss instead of yeah. the weird, crazy, psychotic clown from Final Fantasy VI who I love to death as the main boss, but um, I I can't knock it because I know everybody loves Sephiroth and I know everybody's going to be super excited about it. I think it's kind of boring. And <laughs> I it's also just one of the things, the way they made the trailer, like I feel like if Sephiroth is in the game, he needs a mechanic where if you can't knock him off the stage before he gets to 100, 150 health, then he gets super powerful, yells, I can't control it! And then all of a sudden just, like, slaughters everybody because he needs to be, like, the most powerful character in the game. Like, that's how I feel like it. Feel at this point. <laughs> no Marvel 3 player in the world is going to tell you 
that Dark Phoenix should be in another video game ever. <laughs> I do not approve of this message, James. No. Dark Phoenix was a bad idea. Hey, no, man. never again. Look at TJ Combo, right? He can do it too, right? <laughs> yeah, but he got an ounce of help and nothing else. That's yeah. It. Yeah. He he gets a little bit of health back. In fact, he he had to, he had to give up that instinct during the round to have that little. Bit yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he gives up a lot just to just to have that second shot. Yeah. You can't use any supers when you want to get Phoenix, oh, right? Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Who, need, who needs out. supers when she kills in one touch? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh who man, are you but kind yeah, of bad I about mean, the best fighting game of all time? Tubbo aware. It sounds like you might be. So let's move on to just talking about Smash itself. Uh, as far as as me, like I, yeah, I somehow we've gotten three gamers together on a show, and actually none of us cares about Sephiroth. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I don't know how that happened. How did that happen? Did because we, like, we're fighting game players. But it's because we're yeah, fighting game players. Well, I care about plenty of other video games and characters. James is a huge mark for half of Final Fantasy, yep. and he happens not to care about this. Like I'm, some, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm not that interested in it myself. But you know what I'm, what I'm most interested in in Smash, obviously, and just in fighting games in general, is like how the character plays. So mm. the characters in there, that's cool. I'm happy for everybody who does care about that. I'm not like against it in any way. I think that's cool. And and he's you know in the same kind of caliber of like classic mm-hmm. video game characters yeah. that yeah. everybody knows it's about. It's a good pick from that from that angle, absolutely. I just am a little bummed that like there's another Marth in the game. <laughs> there's like long Marth now. Long Marth. <laughs> I, know, I was about to say, I know David in particular is excited about a sword character, right? So. I'm not into I don't I don't need long Marth. Yeah, long I don't know. Marth. <laughs> long, long Marth. <laughs> Without that, and he seems so to have counters as well. Like, I just don't need that's my only issue with this. The other characters that they've been putting in lately, Min Min, weird, big weirdo. Then Steve, even weirder, maybe the weirdest character they've ever made. And a lot of the <laughs> DLC have been like upping it in various ways of like weird, unusual mechanics that Smash hasn't previously had. That's been like, a, I would say, a major theme along most of their DLC. And then you have. I think there's like another girl Marth, right? That was one of the DLC, and then Long Marth, and it's, uh, it's the the difference between like extremely complex Steve that they had to reprogram stages to be able to use, that they made extremely complicated, and then here's just like a long sword character. I, it is like such a disparity. To me. I'm like, is Dalton just like long cami then? Like, what are you? No, Min 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 is Dalton, right? Min Min is Dalton in, in sure. Smart. Okay. Like these long, I mean, like general, like long Marth. That's that's. I'll never call him Sephiroth again. See, that, <laughs> long Marth from see, now on. That's that's why that's why he needs this Phoenix mechanic in the game, man. So, so just to make him different, right? I mean, that's the thing is like he's he's clearly supposed to be OP, right? He's supposed to be like I'm Sephiroth. I destroyed the entire universe with this meteor that came through and blew all the planets up. Which will be easier soon because I think Jupiter and Saturn are supposed to be aligned pretty soon or something like that. But uh, yeah, but um, the whole thing is like he's gonna come in here and he's gonna get beat up by you know Jigglypuff, you know, <laughs> like yeah. 
Sephiroth is gonna lose to Jigglypuff or or to Pikmin or something like that. Stay free. Mm-hmm. It just I'm I'm sure that's gonna feel weird, but look, I I know what everybody's excited about is now people can actually just make Cloud and Sephiroth fight, which they've never been able to do before, except in Air Guys. Maybe could you use Sephiroth in Air Guys? I can't even remember. Pretty sure Sephiroth is in Air Guys. Yeah. Okay. I know so. Cloud is. Okay. Play that much. So you know what? That's not even new. They've been able to make them fight a long time ago. So that's not even the new cool thing about this Smash Brothers. So yeah, Dissidia they've been able to fight before. So there you go. So there's nothing new happening with this character in Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll find out more. There's going to be a showcase that Sakurai will do on the 17th, which is in just a couple of days. So we'll find out more pretty soon. And maybe it is the case that he has something unique in there. Like there again, there have been so many interesting and unique things that they've done. Hero has like all these very strange things. Like it, it is conceivable that they could have some additional funky mechanic in right. there. Uh, they showed like late stage Sephiroth in the in the trailer, which could just be like Final Smash for right. him or something. Or or it could be something that's more accessible than that. I mean, we just we don't know yet. So there is a chance that there's gonna be something more interesting in there. But it also could be the case that, you know, they're on the one hand working on these very complex characters that they needed to reprogram the game in some ways to actually do. And maybe then they also just wanted to have another character without taking all of that time. Like that was probably very resource intensive to make Steve. And then you could make Sephiroth and there's going to be some resources in there, but to not have to like reprogram stuff or like create like a brand new menu mechanic (laughs) or whatever it is. Maybe that would be a little bit easier to fit in at the same time. So I, I don't know. It, it could be that it was to sort of conserve resources, but hey, they could still have very weird stuff in there. We'll find out in a couple of days. Yeah. I, I personally, I, I'm hoping that there's going to be something more, clearly. But. I mean, with the way that they have been designing the characters, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something more just because they have been so creative recently. So I'm kind of excited. I mean, I'm excited to see what they'll do with him. I mean, he might just end up being Long Marth. But then, like I said, if if he is Long Marth, he's going to be super good. <laughs> Marth has already, you know, always been good because he has the range and everything like that. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with him. We'll, we'll find, find out, out on the 17th. Just yeah. a couple of days. Yes, sir. I really do uh, hope his final smash... I mean, they said that the final smash apparently is that final form Sephiroth, but his final smash should have taken five minutes and just slowly animated the planets getting destroyed one by one, and then it hits the stage and everyone just explodes and there's no way to, yeah. to, to, to avoid it. I think that, that would have been... be great. <laughs> so he's going to be, as they all have been, $5.99 by himself. Fighters Pass 2 is $29.99 in total. There's already Minmin and Steven there. And then there's going to be Sephiroth. And then there's going to be three more characters as well. But we don't know all of them quite yet. They need to make one of those trophies. You know how the, there's the trophy assists that are kind of like the Pokeballs, basically? And you throw the trophies out and they just basically wreak havoc in the game, like Waluigi. Yeah. They need to make one for Knights of the Round if they haven't already. So, like, you just throw it and the Knights of the Round come out. And, like, these Knights just come out and just, like, destroy everybody for, like, ten minutes. And there's, like, nothing you can do. I think that would actually be kind of cool. So, I'm sh- I've never heard you bring up the idea of having knights in the round of the round in there before. That's interesting. 
have I not said that before, or have I said that before? You're, you've wanted Dirk in there for like the last five years, but yeah, that's well, what I've heard is Dirk. Yeah. Do you know what Knights of the Round is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember the arcade game from I don't know early nineties. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the summon spell in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Knights of the Round, where when you when it get, when you call it, oh, it just takes it itself. Oh, oh, I thought we were talking about another James. When you when you <laughs> want things in Smash, what I think of is what's the old maniest version of whatever you're talking about. Yeah, I can't. I'm actually flabbergasted that you are referencing something in a PlayStation One game. That's way too. Recent. <laughs> I know, right? It's like. <laughs> Oh man, no! Because the Knights of the Round in uh in Final Fantasy VII was like the most powerful summon, and then you could mimic it, and you just basically sat there and waited for like ten hours for the whole thing to finish and everything. So I I think that would be amazing. <sighs> I can't believe it. By the way, thanks to Joker for the gifted sub. I thought, <laughs> wow, a couple of them. Damn, nice work. Thank you very much. Because yeah, uh, uh, without right? the the way you guys were reacting, all I could think to myself was. They don't know what I mean by Knights of the Round. <laughs> yeah, I, was I was just like, like, yeah, Dirk, you wanted Dirk. What do you know what else you're talking about? Yeah. By the way, viewers at home, if you guys are ever entertained by anything, feel free to clip it so we can use it later. It's oh, way easier if you guys clip stuff for us yeah. than uh, if we go do it ourselves. So make our content creation easier, you jerks. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, man. I feel like somebody's going to clip that and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm right. okay with that. Uh, All right, you want to move on to the next one? We've run out of time here. Yeah, 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 move on. Let's talk about this thing that it was super important that Tubo skipped, I can't believe, at all. I tuned in for like a total of like five minutes and, 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 and watched the Game Awards for like five minutes. I can't believe you didn't watch any of it. I, I didn't not watch any of it. I literally was like, okay, I'm not doing anything else. I'll tune in now. And it was showing like the wrap up video. So <laughs> I got I got like the reverse trailer. I got the the, <laughs> the wrap up of everything that happened. I was like, oh okay. Cool. I tuned in at the right time. Later. Yeah. It was so long, dude. It, I felt as I was watching through it that it was Maybe it was three Never hours. It took forever, I felt. I don't know if that's actually true, but that was and my feeling of it. Some shows are usually three or four hours, so that makes sense. I, it took forever. I started watching it, and I was just like, it's so funny because it's like, here's crazy game announcement. Here's game announcement. Look, here's these cool things. By the way, earlier in the day, this one, this, this one, this, and this one, this. Yes. Here's crazy yeah. game announcement. I was like, this is, yeah, the game yeah, awards. They, no. uh, they, they did that, that same thing last year. And yeah. I think that's kind of why I didn't tune in this year. It very clearly has nothing to do with the awards. They don't give a shit about the awards. Okay, but stay with me. That's why I watched because I can count on them to not care about the game awards portion of the game awards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's the part that I think is the stupidest. Like I've often <sighs> talked about how I think award shows are just stupid vanity. Yeah. Not worth watching. I don't care who wins an award. I, hey, I, what's that thing right in front of you, James? That a that a award? I think right. It's an right important in front of you? award. It's the it's the oh, no. Oh. <laughs> How dare you throw my positions back in my face that yep. way? I will do that forever. <laughs> I, so again, because my I, mean, I was I was nominated by 
something that was akin to the Game Awards that I don't remember the exact title of now, but I was you like me. I, I, you really I, like me. <laughs> I went to the show. I went to the filming of it last year, and the whole time I was there, I was like in in my head, so stupid. I wish I had somebody there with me that I could just have ripped on it with the whole time, but uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that kind of shenanigan, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, I think they suck, and this Game Awards. Wasn't about the Game Awards, which is perfect. That's like the actually the perfect marriage of the Game Awards and non-Game Awards is to not be the Game Awards. Um, so as far as the info from the Game Awards portion of it, let's get through this. This is big time important. Fighting game of the year. Mortal Kombat 11. Wasn't it Ultimate Mortal Ult Kombat 11? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition. Sorry, okay? sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which has been out for what? Like a month. A, a month? Yeah. Yeah. If that. Yeah, like a month, I guess, at this point. Congratulations to Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> Ultimate for winning. They definitely didn't just Google, like, which fighting games have come out this year. I, <laughs> I, I feel like they probably exactly I what mean, happened. Yeah. At least it was probably the one that deserved it the most, right? I mean, well, in terms I'll put of... Street Fighter Five in there. Like that game came out in 2016. Champion Edition. Yes, oh, Champion that's Edition. Such a stupid thing, man. Champion. That's so dumb. It's a different it's one. It's a completely dumb. different. Uh, game. Somehow, One Punch Man lost. Esports Game somehow. of the Year was 2020 release. League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these award shows sure are great. They really highlight game development happening recently all the time. I just, yeah, how old is this game now? 10 or 11 years old? It's quite old from a video game perspective at this point. It's still extremely popular. Like, the reason they gave it is that it doesn't need to be a 2020 release for this category. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's which just which... was the biggest esports game this year. Sure. Yeah, League is... They a, didn't, a didn't list any fighting games, by the way. Not a one. For esports? Yeah, for the esports category, mm, no fighting. Correct. Do you feel correct. like a fighting game deserves it? Which fighting game would you would you have put in there? <laughs> well, <laughs> the best tournament to happen offline this year was Samurai Showdown top eight and Frosty Fausty. That's true. <laughs> so commentary was on like, point. I feel like it would have to have been. <laughs> Co commentary for that game was on point, dude. Seriously, That's true. It was for, for the top eight. Stuff. <laughs> the best multiplayer game of the year among us it's definitely the most popular as of like three weeks ago i don't think it was even that i feel like it's starting to die down already but sure it was definitely the most popular for like a month it also didn't come out this year right yeah no it came out three years ago that's what i was about to say so i mean yeah, it's not originally it's among popular us. dude like it definitely is it's but it, it is also one of those games that I would be surprised if it was as popular in six months. I, people will still play it. Like, there's definitely going to be, like, a dedicated Among Us scene. Mm -hmm. But there's also, like, a kind of faddish nature to it that, I don't know, that's going to survive. But they're, yeah. they're doing a bunch Ball of... Guys, Dude, I mean, look... I was just happy because it allowed us to see the the, the speeches from the, the the devs of Among Us because they were they were genuinely moved and like they were adorable. So I'll I'll give it to that. I'll give it to that. So yeah, Fall yeah, Guys is kind of done, <laughs> but I feel season like season three just came out or comes out soon or something. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't like Fall Guys in general, so yeah, like, it's really I, easy for me. To I like I enjoy Among Us so much more than I enjoyed Fall Guys oh, because yeah, Among I'm, Us I'm is that too. I don't even like Among Us very much, but Fall Guys for me was maybe the worst fighting or worst video game I've played. And boy, whenever Sam show came, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I couldn't resist it. No, but, uh, but uh, that is not true. I don't actually feel that way. Uh, but I really do feel the way of thinking that Fall Guys is ass. So, oh my God, in an I announcement, die. I just wanted to say that uh, David <laughs> has been kicked off of the Tuesday show. He has so left the building. Now this show is, we're going to get Ebonic Plague on here. It's going to be a generation spacing reunion. And we're just going to talk about Samurai Showdown and how great it is all day. So that's basically what's happened. So. Hey, guys. <laughs> I really do think Fall Guys is ass. Yeah. Very bad video game. Yeah, in my I don't opinion, think it's, I don't think it's very good. Uh, it's cool. I'm glad everybody had a good time with it. But they did nominate that for multiplayer game of the year. Mm -hmm. It did not win. Hey, KP, as as, KP loves it, right? So yeah, I, I, KP, I Niels, uh, Nikki, yeah. they all play it all the time. So. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not for me, man. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I have taken to watching like some speedrunners and Mario Maker players or content creators, I guess. Yeah. Like Paul Satan and Mitch Flower Power and stuff. And one day, maybe I've told the story here before, but one day we saw what Mitch Flower Power had been playing and it was Fall Guys. Oh, yeah, and my wife right. doesn't know anything about video games at all. Yeah. Watched it for two minutes and proclaimed it the stupidest game that she's ever seen. <laughs> Did you say like, she said like, how can you tell which door is real and which one's fake? And you're like, you can't. And she's like, isn't that bad for competition? <laughs> yeah, sure is. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough ripping on that game. As far as stuff that they announced, they announced a bunch of stuff. I don't know if anything stuck out to you guys, but just a brief list of some of the things, not everything. Mass Effect stuff, It Takes Two, Evil West, Arc 2 with Vin Diesel. Cool. With Vin Diesel. I am Dick, why is he part of that? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, great. There's like a whole cast of famous people in that now, apparently. Sick. Endless Dungeon, which I think is kind of cool. I played Endless Legend, Legend a lot. And then I stopped because I had to completely quit the Civ style of game to have a life. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that in a while, but it's a universe that I think is cool. Endless space. Uh, Warhammer 40k, Darktide, the Callisto Protocol, kind of uh, horror-looking game. Perfect Dark? Perfect mm. Dark. I never played I, the original. I, I played the original. I thought it was super overrated. I, I really did. I was like, this is upgraded GoldenEye, but... Even as a kid, I was like over Goldeneye after like a year. I mean, it's a fir it's a first person shooter, right? So yeah, yeah, but it was there's... a garbage first person shooter. I played games on PC at that time. I had like a podunk, scraped together, stole not stole parts, but like got parts from my richer friends that didn't want them anymore. <laughs> did you put together did you hear that? the most garbage PC? And I played PC games. He almost just accidentally admitted to thievery, and he was like, "Shoot, I can't I say stole that." Public. Parts from Best stole... Buy. Yeah, no. I, I <laughs> I'll be way too afraid. I Look, was, I was a big, I, big, big leaner. Obviously, I can't play first-person games, so you know, I, I'm not going to. Okay, fine. Well, I played a lot of Perfect Dark in college. That's right. I was in college. Oof, Perfect Dark. Very old. Yes. So I was uh, graduated. It was actually, it was actually old. 
when I was playing in college, to be fair. Like, it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say. It had to but, but we did play it a lot. You know, we killed each other with the far side a lot, and it was hilarious. And it was, was it like a good competitive game? Maybe not super no. great, but <laughs> it was definitely fun. We, we played it a lot. Right. Yeah, it was it was up there. That's exactly what it was. Competitive. I'm actually excited for one game that did get announced at the Game Awards. Okay. Uh, Back for Blood. Yeah. That game. Was oh, awesome. that was that, that, was, a, that was a Left for Dead sequel, basically, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. So it's a newer, updated Left for Dead made by the guys who made Left for Dead One. Right. Uh, Valve gave them the boot for Left 4 Dead 2. Like, I don't make, we got it from here, boys. Right. But, uh, yeah. These guys made their own. They made their own dev. Warner Brothers bought them out. I believe is how it worked out. And oh. <laughs> so now they have like a fully fledged game that's coming out soon. I think the closed alpha is like this weekend or next weekend or something. So that's I see. So I didn't cool. know that history. That's really cool. It looks. It looks really fantastic, especially for the state that they say the game is in, which is super early. Uh, it looks it looks super good. It looks really really good. Uh, What's the difference between that and previous Left for Dead games? This one has uh, taller zombies. Yeah, something like that. Like, <laughs> no, they, they actually have like leveling up systems and things like yeah, that, and like weapon alternates and blah blah blah. But yeah, pretty much. You know, there's different zombies. I mean, <laughs> whatever. It's no, crazy it's because cool about Ragnarok. I just thought that was a funny answer. Even even <laughs> long long, long zombies. <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> the, the, they got the long spitter. <laughs> the, the whole thing, though. I mean, like, what's crazy is like, even though I don't really care about the game awards, I still remember the previous years. There would be announcements that I'm just like, whoa, and like, kind of excited about, and like, literally nothing this year stood out to me at all. I mean, the Smash one obviously should have been the big one for me, but like I said, I'm not a Sephiroth person. By the way, people were saying that, you know, for not liking, you know, Goldeneye and stuff that I should kick Tubo off. For me being a hipster on Sephiroth, I think I should kick myself off the stream, right? <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Whoa, that is a- uh... You ruined the entire stream, Oh game. my God. There you you went go. to another dimension. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not that I don't like Perfect Dark. It's just I was playing better games. Like, yeah, people yeah, are I mean, mad that I wasn't playing first-person shooters on my N64 that clearly wasn't designed for that. Sorry, <laughs> All right, my well, what bad. Were you playing? Big cool I was guy. playing. I was playing Jedi Outcast. I was playing uh, Counter Strike, the original. I was playing Guns, the Duel. Okay, yeah. Basically, okay. whatever game my PC could run, I would I would play it, but mostly shooters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so cool. sorry about that, Isaiah. I had the Huang background over there. It was supposed to be uh, supposed to be Sephiroth. So I played a lot of Counter Strike back in college as well. That's for sure. Um, I played some Tribes. I was in there, but I also played some Halo. Halo One, which I think ha did Halo was fun. Halo was super fun. Halo yeah. felt like it belonged where it was. Dude, I remember actually when my friend brought home an xbox and we were like wow look at this giant beast this <laughs> huge inflatable size controllers dude that and controller <sighs> i think that was like in my third year of college or something it was maybe my fourth year dude that controller I wasn't even was in high school yet ridiculous dude that controller was so terrible i, I actually love that controller like that. Yeah, yeah i still love that controller i cannot reach the xbox button without letting go <laughs> Like, 
It's literally well, like this. Well, I there is no Xbox button. Or whatever was in the middle, the starts and the selects and whatever yeah, was okay. in the middle. I could not reach them without actually letting go and be, and and having to do this. But if I was holding the controller, I just couldn't reach them, dude. Uh, Joker, yeah, Madden was big, and I was the best in my school. I was winning tournaments, baby. But nice. that was mostly in high school. Sick, nice. Yeah, I was okay. I was real good at Madden back then. I suck now. I have Madden twenty one. Man, that game sucks. That game is a pile of garbage, but I got it on sale for like twenty bucks for Black Friday or whatever. You know, and, I, I just realized uh, I never put I never put the alerts back on t- when I made this whole new scene. I forgot to put the alerts, like the subscription yeah. alerts, so they actually don't show up on here. I'm gonna have to fix that next, uh, real soon. So, by the way, thanks to Zenitsu for the subscription for the last four months. Anything else to say about our favorite? The Game Award. No. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come back next year. It will. I hope it comes back next year. I want the Game Awards where they don't have any awards at all. Or where Jeff is just like, <laughs> just all right, all right, everybody. The Game fine. Trailers. Uh, game, game of the Year is X. Look, and Best Multiplayer of the Year is Y. And like, wait, I just run through it. Yeah, I, I actually do. Back. Here's the trailers. I trailer, actually trailer, trailer. I actually do disagree. Like, I do like award shows. I don't think that they're as, you know, like, vanity as much as as a lot of other people do. I I think that there's a lot of uh, legitimacy to them, especially because my brother is a giant movie cinema guy. And so I hear a lot about what happens behind the scenes in terms of Oscars and stuff like that. Look, I just wish the Game Awards would just start... Like, you can tell it's... The awards are not important, and it's very hodgepodgey. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like the categories are taken as seriously. Like they need to do art direction. They need to do like you know all these like different like important kind of categories and stuff. And that's what's missing in my opinion. When you just have best multiplayer game, best esports game, blah well, blah blah. They, they but do have those categories? James. A lot more. Yeah. The, the, the problem is they just gloss over them. Right. They put exactly. Them at the bottom of the screen and there's like whatever. Okay. Bye. Yeah. And also. Games like fucking Cyberpunk are the ones that get nominated. Like, are you kidding right. me? That game had good direction? Mm-hmm, like, come mm-hmm. on, you know? Like, it just... I think that's where David is coming off saying, like, it just doesn't... Yeah, feel yeah no, that's what I mean. Because, like, they're not real nominations. It's like, whatever big names, like, we'll yep. put them up there, cool, can you, can you believe that Rocket Arena did not get nominated for Best Multiplayer Game? It like, should have. actually ridiculous. It should, of course it should have. Yeah, that game was so good. Yeah. But nobody... You know, nobody That's the thing it, is like it, the biggest problem with the game awards right now is the legitimacy of it is not there because you can tell it's a popularity contest more than anything yep. else, and that's Absolutely. the problem. So. Eyeballs on advertising and trailers. Yep, that's all. It's okay, vehicle for eyeballs. All right, we move on. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which we're really not going to do that much of because, as you can see, right below this is an interview with Ebon and Clegg on Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So we're going to keep this to a minimum, but let's just briefly say that UL got announced and released. And what do you think? Did you see her? What did she I do? I saw the trailer. She looks like a rushdown character. I didn't see anything special. Maybe I missed something because, you know, it's hard to tell from a trailer if there's anything that is cheap or whatever, but she looked like a real standard-ass character to me. Hopefully Isaiah can tell me differently and yeah. there's something really cool about her, but she looked real boring to me. Dude, I, I just, it's, it's the same thing with this game and Strive. It's just like, every time I watch one of these trailers, I'm just like, 
Oh, like, I mean, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus should have been nominated for art direction. You know, that's that's kind yeah. of the thing, right? Yeah. Like, that yeah. game should be highlighted for its artistic, you know, merits and stuff. And it makes me mad that, you know, it's not popular, so no one's going to pay attention to it kind of things right. like that, right? And that's like... It's, oh God, it's just so beautiful every time I see it. Again, I don't know anything about the character. We'll talk to Isaiah about the uh, Abonic Plague about that a lot more coming up. But, you know, obviously the game is just beautiful. And, you know, I saw the little intro sequence between her and, uh, uh, God, who the heck is the name of the character that I used to play? <laughs> the, 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 the trio guys, the, the, the. The, the three guys with the thing. Oh, the, uh, the three amigos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the three amigos. But the intro was hilarious. Loane, there you go. Loane and they. What's that? Oh, I, I didn't hear you say anything. I didn't hear it. Oh, I... Oh, okay, yeah, I okay. Three amigos. Yeah, Loane. Like I heard, I heard, I saw the intro between them, and they're like breaking the third wall and breaking the fourth wall, and they talking yeah. about it was hilarious. So they do a good job with it and everything like that. I don't know anything about the character, but like I said, we'll talk to Ebonic Plague about that. So also, at first, the next DLC character got leaked, but then also announced uh, Uno is coming out as well, and I watched a whole video <laughs> that Giuna did about how much he hates that this character is coming to DLC uh, and wow. how, how it's just like this is like the worst DLC character that they could have picked and it you know it wasn't a character anybody wanted they wanted like everybody wanted other characters nobody was even thinking about this dude at all he was not like on the top of any popularity contest or any polls or anything like that it was out of left field completely according to him good <laughs> I think that's funny I think it's funny when that shit happens I'm not gonna lie man like when the, like a DLC character, it's like Steve. Nobody asked for Steve, <laughs> but there you were. Piranha like, Plant. That shit's funny to me, man. I like seeing fanboys get mad. Piranha well, Plant. But, and like Minecraft is the best-selling video game of all time. So sure. And Steve ended up being super dope. So yeah. And like I said, yeah, I I, too. I think the character that embodies that the most honestly is Piranha Plant. Like, everybody was mad about Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant, yeah. That was, yeah, that was good. That was that really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also balance changes, new story chapters, etc. Still two more characters left in character pass number two. We'll find out more about that, I guess, in the future. And Uno is coming out in January 2021. That's it that I have in terms of just the informational here's what happened. Uh, do you want to get to this guy? Well, I'm just yeah. wondering, are, is he going to be able to play a reverse card on you or anything like that? You know, just a, you know, isn't that what it's called? The the Uno reverse card, I think it is. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Nope. Bring on Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to get a lot more information about, about this patch and everything. And actually, one of the main reasons why we brought him on, because I just wanted to, you know, hear more about the current state of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Uh, but uh, let's take a quick break real quick just to make sure everything is all set up and ready to go for the interview. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Mr. Ebonic Plague in the chat, uh, in the screen, in the stream to talk all about GBVS. All right, be right back. I'm going to just sit here and wait and see how long uh, Tubo can hold this pose for. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm 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 gonna let him go now. So they say he's still doing it to this very day. <laughs> I'm not. I quit already. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, let's see. Now I'm going to play some background music for people as well, which you guys can't hear. So. Oh boy. Oh, that's loud too. Turn it down a little bit. Yeah, my whole, my whole setup here is so different than back in the old generation spacing days, dude. Like... I'm doing everything different with audio and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, people where our voices aren't completely out of sync and... And I have a new computer. <laughs> the stream doesn't die if we bring someone on. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, that's, that's no fun. If there's, if there's no problems, what's even the point? <laughs> Actually, I like the way you think there. Oh, thanks for coming on to the show so last second, by the way, so... Hey, uh, this surprisingly isn't the first time I've been asked to jump on something last second, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the in the past, like, two months. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Ugh, man. Listen, it's James's fault. He's like, hey, I have this doctor chiropractor friend, you should invite her on. I was like, okay, sure, invite her on. And then she bailed. She I had, had something no up. one cancel on me the entire time I've been getting interviews for like three months now. She and then had the first one up. James suggested, failed. It's because yeah. if you had asked on the other weeks, you wouldn't have had a conflict, you see. There you go. Liz, man. That's, right, not, that's not my fault. Yeah, no, I would have really liked Hold to. Hold on, I need to get water. I would have really liked to talk about a lot of that stuff just because I know a lot of gamers are having problems with their hands and I have killed my hands recently in a long Marvel 2 Marvel 3 set I destroyed my hands like carpal tunnel wise so yeah I, just... I destroyed my hands a long time ago <laughs> I think it's actually why I got into that's why I got into commentary is <laughs> because uh, I couldn't play for a couple of months <laughs> oh dang okay okay you guys uh... have hands uh I have uh, I have really bad tendons in my hands uh, actually, James, you should, so uh, I can only I can only play for so long, uh, and then sometimes like I can only uh, I I just like have to stop all right for a couple of days. Jeez. Okay. Well, uh, should be happy to know that she's our guest for next week. So. Okay. Okay. Well, are you guys ready to go? Are you guys ready to yeah, go? Uh, one second. One second. Okay. Man, I would have I would have pulled out the green screen to be like you guys if you had uh, answered my message, James. No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. All right, I'm ready. It's all good. It's all good. All right, you ready? Let's do this. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back everybody to the Tuesday show. Before we went on break, we were talking about the new character, new patch for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and you know, it's I, I've always felt like it's the one game this year that has kind of gotten screwed the most by uh, the lockdown and COVID and everything like that. So much to the point that I've kind of lost track of the scene in the community and what they're going through and stuff. So uh, we're actually going to bring on Mr. Abonic Plague, who's been keeping up with the grand blue scene uh talking about all that so let's just bring him on here so we can talk about the new patch talk about the current state of the community etc etc welcome mr ebonic plague aka isaiah how you doing hey i'm doing pretty well uh especially you know when i get to talk about some grand blue verses uh hashtag shill hashtag ad something like that <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. uh, welcome back to Generation Spacing, everyone. As you see, Ultra David is our guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, no, generation spacing kind of disappeared because obviously Tubo, well, I mean, you were working for a while, so you couldn't be up as I was. late. Yeah. But, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus new character, new patch. I mean, I guess give us a little background information. Like, how was the balance of the game before this patch? And how do you feel like the patch actually uh, changed the game? Does it feel significant at all? Well, the patch was meant to be like a minor patch, right? Okay. It wasn't meant to be anything super big. Uh, it was meant to address a couple of issues. Uh, they also added a couple of other things that I guess people like myself honestly weren't expecting. Uh, like they, they they tweaked specifically like uh, Narmaya and Gran in areas that I was surprised about because it was like nobody was really asking for those tweaks. But, you know, they're cool. Like it's fine. Yeah, cool. We'll take it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, the the balance of the game itself was pretty good for a little while. Uh, in, in fact, it was it was super nice. I felt like it was one of the best uh, launch games for Arxis in a long time. <laughs> uh, it was it was really really good. Everybody had the ability to win. Even the characters that everybody was like, yeah, this character is clearly the worst was like doing incredibly well. Like Loane was like the the worst when he first came out, right? or when mm -hmm. when the game first launched, right. and he was still doing very well. So, you know, um, obviously some of that was gimmicks at the very beginning. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but uh, he was still good. He's gotten better over time. Didn't, didn't uh, he but just with like, the inch oh, go ahead. Didn't he get like top eight at something recently or something? Like a big uh, he's got, He got top eight at Arc Revo. Online. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Uh, but he's also gotten top eight at many other events. Uh, Buscar Luz is uh, the specific East Coast Loane that you're looking at okay. uh, for getting top eight at Arc Revo. Uh, he's also at pretty much every NLBC getting top eight. So, you know, you can check that out whenever. Cool. I think those are on Saturdays. Uh, but yeah. So um, the when Belial was introduced, this character was running amok legitimately. Uh, he, was, he was a season one character in season two. Because yeah, what they yeah. did was is they, 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 they nerfed certain aspects going from season one to season two. Uh, that I guess maybe they didn't feel like the game direction wanted to be that way or whatever. I don't know. Uh, they they had their reasons, right? Uh, but when Belial came in, he had all those things still. <laughs> uh, so it was a bit it was a bit wonky. Most characters didn't have the ability to to, to contest with that, right? Uh, on the other side of a character maybe being as strong as Belial, there was Lancelot. He was pretty much the only one who has you know who could say he was as strong. But regardless of that fact, characters still had the ability to win. Belial was just the clear best, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there was one more patch after where they just, for some reason, gutted Lediva. They gutted right. her like a fish. Right. They yeah, made this I character remember. just butt cheeks. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, she, you know, she can, she can do stuff or whatever, but like, I, I just don't understand why they gutted that character. Because I felt like she was probably the most perfectly designed character in the roster because she wasn't terrible. She wasn't too strong, but she wasn't, uh, and she wasn't bad at all, right? right. Like, she was really mm. good. She was just good enough. And uh, and she had a contingency for any rock paper scissors game plan that might come up. She had setups that were specific to you know X or Y. Like she she just had it all except for a projectile, which you probably don't want to give her crap right. like that yeah, anyway because yeah, yeah. she mm -hmm. was already terrifying. But yeah, like she was she was probably the most perfectly designed grappler or you know character like period in that game. And then they were just like you know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All and those, then, uh, All so those grappler most... haters got to Arxis, man. Come Good. on. <laughs> My poor Footsie's characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, you know, we're not going to get into this. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> when, they, 
when they came up with this most recent patch that introduced UL, uh, they did not buff her at all. In oh. fact, they didn't change her in any way, shape, or form. She got no bug fixes, no oh. no buffs, no nerfs, no nothing, right? Uh, the same thing happened with, uh, I mean, like, Loane. Uh, but, again, this was meant to be kind of a minor patch. Right. This wasn't meant to be, like, something huge. Uh, it was more like a, okay, we're introducing Lo uh, uh, UL, and we want to address some of these things that we feel to be important. One of the important things that they did address, and uh, I, I think of the entire community is probably pretty happy for, uh, is they addressed Belial. Okay. In his, okay. Yeah. So uh, they did change Belial. He, uh, he didn't receive, like, crazy nerfs which I am super happy about. Yeah. Okay. Um, they they essentially made it so that he wasn't just far and away the the, the best. Gotcha. Uh, out okay. of all the characters, okay, basically. Cool. So, like, uh, to, to give you an idea of what Belial is like, since I'm not 100% sure if you guys are mm -hmm. uh, know what he's like in the game, yeah. uh, Belial is essentially the best Shoto, <laughs> right, <laughs> that, like, the game has. Yeah. Uh, he, is, he, is, he is, like, Season 1 Street Fighter V Ryu with a command grab. <laughs> All right, he has a command grab. So Snake Eyes should be playing this character <laughs> midway, midway, and become an Oki fireball that just stays on top of you. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 just imagine like Street Fighter Five Ryu with that and without parry. He doesn't have a parry. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So that's that's kind but of he has a counter though, right? He has a counter. Yes, it's his unique okay. action. Oh. Uh, it's not amazing. It's, okay. It's okay. actually probably one of the weakest tools in his kit and it's still pretty good uh but yeah so um belial is is essentially that so he was the strongest shoto and that's why you saw a lot less grand players is because grand players were like okay we're just playing belial now he's the he's just better grand he's grand on crack he's grand 2.0 we're going in um so what they changed about belial is one of the things that i think everybody probably asked about was his 5h his 5h is uh standing heavy it is a uh, it is a two hitting special cancelable normal that moves him forward. It is one frame faster than every H in the game, at nine frames. Uh, so it's already pretty good. And the mm -hmm. game has a uh, an attack priority uh, system in it, right, right? right? So so heavy heavy attacks will beat mediums and lights if they're on the same frame, right? So this thing moved him forward, very very far, <laughs> <laughs> just to start, right? Okay. Uh, it could be canceled on reaction, the first hit, and then there is a second hit that you could just cancel by pressing H again, right? That moved him further after that, uh, the second uh, hit of H. So it's already pretty good for that, right? Um, and if these moves hit on counter hit, either one, he could combo off it with just about anything except for like an ascending button past uh, medium, right? right? So like he could do 5H, oh, it counter hit, I'm gonna hit 2L, the crouch jab, and I'm going to I'm going to convert off it, and, and, and that's all, that's all on reaction, right? Like, and right. it's completely yeah, yeah. safe um, because mm -hmm. b before the uh, before the patch, it was I think I, I want to say it was like negative three. It was it was just a just a super good button <laughs> uh, all around, right? Block. Now it's now it's negative five, okay, um, okay. which still can't be punished by mo uh, most things in the game, but it at least uh, doesn't allow him to just decide I'm just going to hit buttons, right? Like I'm just going <laughs> to do whatever I want. Right. <laughs> Uh, uh, another thing that, um, that was a big deal for his change, I think I have to bring this up, because there, there was another thing about him that got changed, uh, very recently, I'm sorry that I'm doing this right now. Oh yeah, no, no worries, no worries. 
But basically, I mean, one of the things that's interesting about that, though, is, you know, going from minus three to minus five, still not super punishable. And yet that's enough to, 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 to make a move less powerful. Right. I mean, it's just it's one of those things that a lot of people are like, this move is too good. It should be minus 19 on block, you know, kind of thing. But it really yeah. does. a you know, minus uh, stuff's better. Yeah. And, and just how much even small things like that actually affect games, gameplay to, to a significant degree, you know? People always want to yeah. do the whole gigantic, like, this character should have, like, combos off of his lights that do, like, you know? It's like, no, come on, dude, like, no. We just need to tweak small things. Yeah, so, I, okay, I got the changes. The other thing that uh, is very important, I just saw like immediately it is uh also that he uh when his 5h hits he can no longer just combo off of it for free um mm. on counter hit uh, okay, I believe okay. you ha it has to be counter hit and crouching specifically uh, uh for him okay. to for him to cancel into the stuff that he used to before right uh it's i, I could be wrong about that uh he might not be able to uh combo off of it at all uh okay. and this is specifically the just just like doing 5h into like uh, throw a fireball or 5H into uh, like uh, 2L like he used to do before, right? Because he used to do a link of 5H into 2L mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that would uh, that you know that would just combo. He can't do that anymore. Um, uh, or or uh, the infamous just being able to do 5H and then just toss a fireball and if it connected you comboed off it because he could he could <laughs> uh, he could hit you with the fireball and then turn it into the Oki version of the fireball and you're either safe. Or he hit you. It's autopilot, so, and you just you just got yeah. whatever you wanted off of it, right? So it's like, not even a hit it confirm. <laughs> it's just it's just an autopilot sequence. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to hit confirm. It. You would just. This is what I'm going to do on block. <laughs> if it hits you, I win. If you block it, I get a mix up. It's right. cool. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> all that does have the command. That's gone now. Remember that, then, right? Yes. So, um, and because five H is more negative on block. Uh, you can start uh, doing the rock paper scissors thing oh, a little bit gotcha, better. So gotcha. if he wants to, yeah. if he wants to throw a fireball there, you can, you can, uh, well, with less worry, try to mash out before the gotcha. fireball is able to come gotcha. out, right? Because, okay. like previously, the fireball might actually trade in his favor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, if if you if you were able to uh, to mash out, like maybe just a little bit too late, kind of deal. Right. But yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay. He also got. Uh, Easy input damage reductions, but that's kind of like what everybody else got. Uh, for those of you who haven't played Grand Blue Versus, you can do both uh, the easy input of a move and a technical input, yeah, which yeah, you're probably yeah. used to being like a quarter circle forward plus light mm -hmm. punch or something like that, right? Uh, he he got he got that right. This was a very minor uh, patch change. So is that is that something? It's not really. Is that something that's actually universal that the easier inputs now do less damage? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Easier oh. inputs for uh, just about everything in the game do less damage than the huh. regular. Uh, and there are some instances where you get you don't get full animation for attacks uh, if you do the easy input. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the game the game legitimately rewards you for trying to do technical inputs uh, so, if you can. Because before but, uh, there there are certain situations where I'm just going to tell you to do the easy input <laughs> if it's going to kill. It's going right. to kill. Because <laughs> when the game came yeah. out, it was just the cooldown was the only difference, right? Uh, no, the, there was also what I just mentioned. The full animation would not mm -hmm. uh, happen as as far away as the technical input uh, for certain okay, moves, okay. like uh, certain supers and stuff. Right like that. for supers, yeah. But okay. uh, but mostly it was just cooldown at, at the very beginning. Mostly okay. there were some differences, but 
Uh, and so they were like, well, we don't, I, I just assume this, I, you know, I'm not on the design <laughs> team or anything, so I don't know why they would do it, but, uh, I guess they didn't want that to be the case. Okay. Uh, so they changed it. Uh, the other thing was, uh, his DP got more recovery. Mm. Uh, his, his DP was, uh, both his light and medium DPs got more recovery. The H1 got more than just that change, but, uh, his DP was easily one of the best moves in the game <laughs> because, um... So the light version is just a standard old sure you can, right. right? There's really not a, like a huge thing on it, but it also didn't have a ton of recovery with just enough blocks done, so it could be hard to punish at certain ranges, right? It sounds like it sounds um, like a early Genjiro from Samurai Showdown, the fighting game of 2020, right? So yeah, <laughs> I heard the I heard the commentary at Frosty was pretty good. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his MDP was a fake out move. He, he does the same animation as his normal DP. However, he is not invincible on the way up, and there is no hitbox on the way up. There is a hitbox on the way down, however, oh. and it is plus on block. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, as you might imagine, people would be like, all right, I'm going to bait the DP, right? And then he does the fake DP, and right. now he's mixing you up on his wake up. That's hilarious. <laughs> so... <laughs> That also got a little bit more recovery. Okay, so he's okay. not as plus on that. Uh, the H1, it has slower startup. It has, uh, I think it's a, uh, oh yeah, it's it's less block stun and hit stun on a grounded opponent. Okay, okay. But the air hit stun is unchanged, right? Okay. To make right. sure that uh, to make sure that he's not punishable on hit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um. Of course. So, basically, what would happen is if Belial uh, EXDP'd you, he would get to run a. It was like a five way mix up. <laughs> <laughs> there was just there was that much frame advantage okay. so you 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 actually had to respect his dp way too much gotcha uh, he got rewarded he had the medium one like yeah. it was right right yeah that's funny he got rewarded yeah, too so much for landing a dp basically so okay. yeah so so they basically took away the uh the that amount of reward the thing is is uh the second the patch dropped uh one of the one of the stronger japanese players immediately tested it they wanted to see and they're like Oh, you can still do a cross-up off of this, but this is, it, it's only left and right that they have to guess. Okay. And you okay. can kind of watch if Belial runs forward and, or you could just hold the guard button, right? Okay. okay. Before it was, you got, you got command grab, you got left, you got right, <laughs> you got high, you got low, you got like, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was whatever, basically. So, you know, now you might not get that. So, okay. Uh, gosh, and then he got he got some other change that we're not yet sure how it's going to affect him uh, because it seems like a very minor change and it may just be like a quality of life thing. Okay. Uh, it's basically the auto combo now moves forward at at a later point in the animation. Everybody has like an auto combo that they right, do yeah, yeah, that yeah, moves yeah. them forward, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and that it just moves them forward later in the animation. We don't really yeah. know how that what that really plays out into. Okay. Right. Uh, it, it may not be a big deal at all. It may just be for consistency. Right. Uh, for all we know. All right. Uh, but yeah, so so Belial, he, he didn't get his knees capped. And I like that decision. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, I feel like... You don't want to have another... Anyway, we already know that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, don't want an, you don't want Ladiva situation again, right? Where all of a sudden the character just becomes useless, Ladiva right? got so, what she yeah. deserved, okay? She definitely did not, and I will not have the slander over such a queen. She, she is a queen, <laughs> right? Charlotta <laughs> oh, player out here talking about... Yeah, right. <laughs> Charlotta got wrecked, man. 
I didn't well, like what they did to her. How, how, I, I don't know about Wrecked, but I, I could totally understand if her changes made you not like the way she plays anymore. I could yes. totally understand that. Yes. I used to be really aggressive, and I don't think you could be nearly as aggressive. How? I just say watch, watch some Tempest. He still plays the character. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't think she's bad. It's just I, what I found fun about her doesn't exist anymore. Okay. That's fair. That's I, I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. So <laughs> what? How? how is... Uh, so Yule obviously just came out. So we don't yes. really know anything oh, yeah. about this character yet. And like we were saying in the trailer, she seemed very straightforward. What's the early impressions on her so far? So so there was actually a couple of things in the trailer that I feel like you guys missed. Okay. Because uh, yeah. that, that, that definitely showed that she wasn't exactly I, I straightforward. predicted that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no surprises <laughs> here. <laughs> um, she has her unique action uh, is a stance. Is, oh. uh, it is called it's called the third dance, right? Mm. What happens is, is she puts one leg up, she starts like bouncing around all jubilant and whatnot, and it auto parries strikes that can huh. be blocked either high or low. Specifically oh. those attacks. Not like mid? So it cannot cannot auto parry overheads. It cannot oh. auto parry overheads. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It can gotcha. so it has so to be a move that you can block either mid. standing or low. Yeah, so, so auto-block mid. mids, yeah. basically. Gotcha. Uh, the thing is, the reason why I didn't say mid is because the game classifies uh, mids as a different thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, just oh, like NRS games. Just like yeah. NRS games or, or 3D games. It's right? more the tech yeah. style. I, I didn't want to confuse right. anybody. Street, street <laughs> Fighter mid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it is, it, yes. It, it does not parry low attacks either. If you sweep her or do a low, like, uh, whatever your button is, you know, that is low, it will defeat it, right? Okay. Uh, the thing about this is in the stance, she also has follow-ups. She can also do, she can also go into stance after doing any of her special moves by just pressing the button after hmm. inputting the special move, right? This sounds so very Soul Calibur-ish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, 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 you're totally right on that, actually. Uh, that, that's that's a that's a very good assumption. Um, if, if you want to, I guess if there's another character you might want to think about it uh, with this stance, think of Angie Moto, right? Mm, think, okay, think of Angie's okay, dance. It's okay. it's not armor like Angie's is, but it is it is a similar thing, gotcha. uh, function, if you will. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, so she she has different follow ups. One is a uh, one is an anti air. One is like just a uh, an advancing forward strike, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The, the these follow ups are are fairly straightforward. It's the canceling into stance and setting up a situation where your opponent can't deal with you because you're you have you have auto parry on you right. at, the whole time while you're standing there right so that's what a lot of people have been messing with so far is they they have been putting um they have been putting people in situations where they can cancel into the stance and if the opponent has a move that's uh doesn't have a move that's x number of frames mm -hmm. uh they, they they will get auto parried if they try right. to do something about it so right? so it's, i mean it's uh, almost like you can be minus on block on a move but since you cancel it now if they try to steal their turn if they try to take their turn they're gonna get countered basically so there is another thing that that brings into that that you uh help you're gonna help me segue into perfectly uh so you know how i mentioned earlier special moves that she have can cancel into stance right uh -huh. mm -hmm. by just pressing the button after doing it she has a move where she backdashes it's a special attack uh or a special move excuse me uh mm -hmm. i think it might only be low invincible uh but it might be fully invincible i'm not sure uh, it's it's still too early for me. <laughs> um, where she can she backdash well she backflips and then you can uh, you can either let the move rock and what she does is she charges forward and doesn't attack, or you cancel it before she does the attack into stance. 
Right. So you can do you can do block string that's negative, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can do the backflip into stance, and you're just like, well, you know, you, sure you pressed a button, but now I whiff punished you because mm-hmm. I went into stance. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, she also has something that's uh, it sounds kind of minor to most people, but it's actually a big deal in Grand Blue. Uh, she has a two hit uh, jump age, which only mm. Lancelot I think is the only other character that has that. Which means if you've ever been knocked down by Lancelot, she she'll do the same thing to you. She right. can mix you up with double overhead. She can mix you up with so, empty okay. jump low. Both, et cetera, both et cetera, hits right. are high then, basically. Both hits, both are, hits are high. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Didn't so they you, change you one get, of the hits to not be overhead for? Low, oh, Lowane. Lowane for, for Lowane. It's it's for Lowane. Jump so, so, yeah, yeah. So so Lowane's jump unique. Uh, it it it's it's he's like flailing in the air with his legs like right. six hundred yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Every, <laughs> every leg flail is a hit, right? Uh-huh. Um, it not every hit is overhead anymore. Right. Yeah. It, it yeah. Used to it be. Used to be. Used to be. Used to be the case. So uh, you know that was that was a big deal for a lot of people, but uh, it's it's still present in both Lancelot and you all. Okay. Okay. Um, the other thing UL has that not everybody in this game has, which is kind of a big deal, is uh, her strength off of an anti-air. She gets big damage off of anti-airs okay, in this game, okay. uh, which is which is not exactly uncommon, but it's it's not every character has that. Right. So uh, she she has she also has other two hitting single button normals. Like uh, I think it's her far no 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 it's her close age, uh, not her far age. Uh, her far H is the one where she stabs forward, kind of like Lancelot, actually, uh, with only one of the swords, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, she she has that. So a lot of the time, you can see people just pressing the button, and you can hit confirm it because it's two two hits, oh, right? right? Yeah, like yeah, you can yeah, react yeah. a little bit. Okay, better. okay. Um, so the the way I think first impressions are showing up for not just myself, but I think the rest of the community, honestly, is I think this character is really good, like <laughs> okay. really good. I, I don't I don't think this character is is bad in the slightest. Um, like what, I don't know if is she's it like, like she's like Belial. Don't get me wrong. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, okay yeah, is, yeah. I I, don't, I wouldn't say she's like Belial, but okay. she's she is a very solid character uh, already, and we mm. don't even know everything about her. Right. I feel like okay. Cool. So you know it, it could get it could get better. I don't know. Like no. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well uh, is just. Uh, you know, the, the, the community right now, obviously, like I said before we went on the break, I feel like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus kind of got the shaft be, uh, the most in the FGC because they've never really had a chance to build up a huge scene. I even said on the show uh, like months back that, you know, like right now, do we even have a person who's like considered the strongest right now? You know, how is the community? I would been- say so. Handling everything. I mean, right now the strongest is what diaphony probably in the U.S. Diaphone and 2D McGee are the strongest of their respective coasts without question. Okay. Um, Because they've 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 been winning uh, just about every tournament that they enter, uh, and some of them with tertiary characters. Right. Diaphone has been playing in NLBC with a different character every single month, (laughs) every single week. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, He he doesn't jump off the character until he wins with that character. Right. Uh, so, and which has been happening, happening a little bit faster than some of the characters, some of the people have expected. So for example, Sorez was a character that on release, everybody considered to be maybe the worst, right? right. It's just straight mm-hmm. up bad. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some Sorez players didn't think that other Sorez players did it, you know, whatever you might think, 
he was considered to be not very good. Right. Uh, Diaphone immediately won NLBC with uh, <laughs> with Sorez after I think it was three weeks. He was like, I, 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 you know, I'll, just just give me a couple weeks with this character. I think it'll be fine. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Beelzebub. He he was he's won NLBC with that character. Uh, I think it was after it was he, he had been playing the character for maybe a week. He had won NLBC with that. Gotcha. Character. Uh, this was post Beelzebub buffs, if I remember correctly, as well. So you know, there's there's that. But uh, there is just right. it, Diaphone is very clearly the strongest of that area, right. okay. uh, as far as okay. I'm concerned. And until somebody you know more uh, more consistently uh, does as well as he does, I I can't say for sure. Because like you know, there's there's always like people who maybe just aren't entering the tournaments there, but are maybe beating up Diaphone or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. D oh, David, David has transcended. <laughs> yeah, he was the matrix. <laughs> Whoops. I wasn't going to say anything because I thought it was pretty cool. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was letting it rock. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, dude, um, there is something whoa. crazy. Yo. Oh, no, David. Rip. Well, like I said, this is, uh. Is David a, a god? Generation <laughs> station. <laughs> <laughs> are you a god <laughs> has, has david become uh god lu kang like he just, he's now he's now lord That's of fire and thunder yeah <laughs> okay i uh, myself out of existence oh man <laughs> but yeah um so i i would say there are strongest players uh mm. I, I i obviously cannot tell you whether i think 2d mcgee is better than uh you know diaphone or whomever may be the strongest in the midwest which there are a couple of contenders mm -hmm. uh midwest i feel like has a more of a toss-up on who who is the strongest okay. in that area for grand blue right now than than east and west coast east and west coast I've, it's very clear and cut right uh as far as i'm concerned but now uh yeah so oh go ahead no i was about to say like uh, you know, I, I saw High Fight mention in the chat that it's sad that we haven't seen like U.S. versus Japan. When you guys watch, does it feel like Japan has a significantly stronger scene or does it feel like, you know, when you watch Japan, they're like, OK, they're on the same level as us. You know, what what is that kind of even thought process in terms of how strong I, the scene is? I might get shot for my opinion on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Uh... Do it. <laughs> get shot. I think. Well, I, I don't know how the rest of American Grand Blue feels. I'm just going to say what I think yeah. when I watch uh, you're both. You're both, not, you're not you know, speaking for anybody but you. I think personally that Japan's best players are are uh, are just definitely better than ours. Um, they have an overall better scene uh, in general. Um, I we we do see a lot of similar faces in Japanese top eights, but I feel like there's people who have a more of a chance. Uh, to defeat the, the the big names of Japan, like mm -hmm. because the skill level there is is a lot closer, mm. uh, and I so I, I really do personally believe that Japan has uh, an, an edge over us. I think Korea as well may actually be. Uh, I, I well I, I'm not gonna say Korea has an edge over us, but I've been watching a lot of Koreans. Okay. Uh, Korean players are really good. Uh, okay. It's 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 really surprising actually how strong they are. Cool. Um, I, I don't know if I would say they're better than us. Maybe they're on the same level, but okay. uh, I, I just specifically wanted to shout out the Korean scene because I've been okay. watching them and stuff like that, uh, and they, they've they've just heavily impressed, legitimately. Okay. Uh, there's I, there's a lot of potential in American Grand Blue. I just think because of the situation we are in, mm -hmm. where we have to play online, yeah. we are in a situation of um, some of our players just not getting to branch out as much as they could 
I, I totally feel like some of our, our player base could, could contest with Japan if we had a similar situation where, you know, East and West Coast could could play in a better connection. Right. Uh, so, or, yeah. you know, with, do that with kind of thing. With that said, how did the scene take Arxis and XE basically saying, stop asking us about rollback? It ain't happening. <laughs> uh, I mean... To be honest with you, there was very little talk about that outside of like, uh, this, you know, this is like really shitty. Like it, it wasn't as big of an uproar as I, I think most people okay, might expect okay. because everybody expected it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had yeah. any hope. <laughs> Nobody. Everyone had tempered their expectations and they were ready for it. They were like, we're hoping, we're hoping. But it's it's not gonna happen. You can't and, uh, you can't you know, disappoint them if you never believed it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, people were disappointed. Don't get me wrong. Right, like, right. People definitely tweeted about how Hoping like upset the they were about this shit. Yeah. Right, right. I, a lot of a lot of us tweeted about how upset we were about this. Right. Uh, to to be fair, like it just it wasn't as big of an uproar as we saw with like some other games mm -hmm. and rollback. Right, like we. When when people talked about rollback for like DBFZ, I felt like I, I I saw that on Twitter every day for for God knows how long, and I think I'm you still know, seeing it. You know, I was gonna it, say right? at least they were like straight up with you guys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> because Bandai Namco is kind of like I think that's true. Rollback, yeah. yeah, we're looking into it and stuff, and like XE was basically just like nah, like, it's too expensive. We're not like doing finality, it. Finality, like you know what the situation is, right? Be, even uh -huh. mm -hmm. you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like. People, when it came to Dragon Ball, were were I felt like they were upset for longer. When when it comes to Grand Blue, I haven't heard as much of an uproar. The uproar is there. It's just I felt like it died down faster because right. they're like, ah, yeah, well, we expected. They're like, that. darn, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them with Grand Blue too. Yeah. Hey, I would love a Grand Blue too. So, I'm I'm in love with this game as a lot. I, I know my timer's oh. running out. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, we'll just oh, we'll, we'll just keep going anyway. We have a default thirty minutes for interview, but most of the interviews have gone long, so it's all good. So, <laughs> uh, the the people that are still playing this game, uh, obviously love the game. Right. They're willing to play through any sort of netcode issues, mm -hmm. uh, and you know I'm I'm in I'm in that boat too. I I legitimately love this game. I love the the direction it's going. I, I am a big fan of Grand Blue already, like before the verses got announced. Mm -hmm. So that was already a big help, uh, you know, but uh, the people that have stopped playing the game, they actually talk about how strong of a, just a fighter that this game is. Okay, okay. But they, they, they just don't want to play on the net code. Right. Which is I mean, fair, it, and I'm not going to knock anybody for that. Right. I mean, if if we get to the point where you know, in 2022 or whatever, <laughs> when we finally get back to locals and everything like that, I mean, do you feel like a lot of those players will come back? Do you feel like that the, maybe the game has been hurt a little too much by the pandemic, or do you still no. see that there's like all these people are just waiting, like chomping at the bit, you know? I think I think um, I think the the players that will quote unquote come back will absolutely come back uh, mm -hmm. for offline. I don't think it's a too late sort of situation. The reason okay. being is because a lot of those players that I'm, I'm mentioning are still technically playing. They're just not entering events, gotcha. right? Okay. They're still they're they're in they're in training mode or they're in lobbies with the the people that are playing in tournaments to get them ready sort of deal. Mm. Uh, like uh, specifically, I can talk about East Coast, right? Right. Uh, East Coast had uh, two two strong players in base and gears. Uh, base played Gran until Belial came out. Now then play Belial, right? Uh, she was waiting for Belial, so it wasn't even like, a, oh yeah, Belial's the best. Right. It just happened to be. <laughs> uh, and then Gears played Lancelot. Uh, these were two of the best players in the East Coast, uh, without question. 
right? Uh, and they have been in, in whatever game they, they, they seriously pick up uh, for anime fighters. I haven't seen them play anything but anime fighters, so I can't I can't talk about that. Right, for sure. right. <laughs> but uh, they they have still been either participating in scene related things, gotcha, or right, been yeah. playing online. They just haven't mm -hmm. been playing in tournament or anything like that, gotcha. which is kind of the real weird thing because a lot of people look at tournament numbers and they're like, "Oh yeah, this game's dead," kind of deal. Mm -hmm, uh, right. when it's it's more so it's just people don't want to get angry at the net code when they play in tournament they're like yeah i would have anti-aired and won that tournament but uh <laughs> i couldn't have <laughs> now yeah how, how is the is there a big parsec scene for this a uh, parsec aw you know cloud gaming for grand blue right now so uh i i would not call it big uh there are some people using parsec Mm -hmm. A lot of the tournaments still play take place on netcode because for all of the netcode's failings, uh, it is it is still good enough, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, the other thing being, uh, it's I, I just don't know if the people who are willing to step up to bat for uh, Parsec events uh, have the money to do that, right? right. Uh, mm -hmm. There was also something that I was playing around with. Uh, this this I, I was planning on doing a Parsec event for Grand Blue. Uh, that would have stuff go to charity. I'm still in the planning stages of that. I, I, I want that to happen. Uh, the 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 reason specifically I I do charity rather than you know like them getting prizes because it's supposed to do two things. You know, obviously charity is good. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're all aware of that. Um, and then the other being is I want it to specifically be about the Grand Blue scene. Right. If I can do this. Rather than it being like, oh, yo, guys, check out these prize pools and stuff like that. Like, and obviously, I'm not made of money. I can't get these yeah. prize pools and things like that. Uh, so, if I can make that happen, that'd be sweet. I'm Dude. not going to say I'm the first person to come up with this idea. I'm sure several other people are toying around with it now behind the scenes. I'm just saying, look. <laughs> uh, themselves. Dude, hit me up, dude. I've got all the servers and everything set up. I just need to install Granblue on all of them for, on Steam. And, and so there is there is a specific way I wanted to go about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to bring East and West together. So I wanted an Iowa Google Cloud server. So, so I was uh, originally going to go to uh, Tong and yeah. Soul Calibur guys on the East Coast uh, because they have specifically been running the best product for mm -hmm, uh, Google mm -hmm. Cloud uh, AWS Parsec events, yeah. period. The so, Tong and the Soul Calibur guys, have just, I, they've been I, at the tip top. I actually have an Iowa server. I have Google Cloud as oh, well. Do? So I have an Iowa server specifically for East. So whenever I run the Soul Calibur tournaments, I run the East Coast and West Coast matches on Amazon. And then I run the cross country stuff on the Google Cloud. So I'm totally yeah. down to, to, to do a lot of this stuff. So I, I'm so he here's the thing. Uh, some games play better with certain servers, uh, right. from my knowledge. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not 100% knowledgeable about that. So I wanted to do test runs first. It was it was going to take a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, to see it, whether or not from it could run fine on Iowa. That is 100% true, yeah. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel does not run well on Google servers. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It runs way better on AWS. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with AWS is it does not have an Iowa server. Mm -hmm. which it does not. Be, which would be the most central location mm -hmm. for an east versus west sort of deal. Yep. Uh, so I I want to first you know try a Google Cloud server. If it doesn't work out. Uh, we'll figure something else out, right? Dude, like like I said, let me know. I, I'm so down to help out with this kind of thing. I am so down to help out with this kind of thing because uh, it's just something that I'm interested in is in running events and stuff like that. So just let me know. Let me know if there's yeah, any way I can I, help. 
I really do genuinely think that the Grand Blue community and the game itself are top notch, honestly. And mm-hmm. so if if like what whatever I can figure out to do, whatever my dumb ideas can amount to, I would very much like to showcase that for the rest of the FGC if possible. Uh, so you know, I mean, like again, if you guys haven't actually played Grand Blue, I would give it a try if I were you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does go on sale pretty often. You know, get the base game or whatever right, if you're right. skeptical. Don't you know? Don't buy the passes. Uh, I'm a terrible shill, but <laughs> if if you're specifically trying, just wanting to try the game out, then yeah, just just go for the base the base game when it's on sale. I'm not going to tell you to. If you, if you want to be even a worse shill, you can just do Steam friend share and try the That's game right. out with your mm-hmm, pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's it's basically kind of how uh, sharing accounts would work on PS4 or PS3 for those of you guys who used to do that back in the day. Uh, you know, the other person can't be on the the account playing the game yeah. at the same time, but it still works. Yeah, uh, so, unless you do the 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 Steam like friends function, which is it's basically just Parsec, but right. what Steam does. Right. I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna derail just a little bit so people in the chat know how the whole Parsec cloud stuff works. It's basically playing. It's like inviting everybody to your house so that everybody can play. It just happens to be that your house is a server somewhere else in the United States. And so basically you create up a spin up a cloud machine. You have Steam installed there, the game's there. People connect to that machine via Parsec and then they play versus mode over there. So you're basically circumventing the in-game netcode for uh, the Parsec input netcode and playing it that way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of advantages to it over uh, doing it through uh, regular delay-based netcode. Obviously, if you have rollback, it's still better to do rollback, but uh, that's that's kind of how it works. So, Yeah, yeah the easiest way to put it... Oh, go ahead. The easiest way to put it is you're you're not playing offline still. It is still mm. there is still delay. Yeah. It is, however, homogenized delay. It yes. is consistent, right? You don't you don't get gigantic lag spikes yeah. or, or anything like that from either person. Yeah. And whomever has the worst connection is the only person that feels mm-hmm. the issue, right? Because you are connecting to a server and that's how the game runs for you. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're if you're playing on your your shitty like one one kilobit up Wi-Fi or whatever the hell you're doing, because you're a heathen. um you're gonna get you're gonna get the worst like front of it it's gonna feel terrible for you but the person you're playing is gonna be like yeah whatever dude this felt great like i'm fine (laughs) yeah because since since like let's say you're in northern california if you're connecting to the iowa server if you play someone in florida if you play someone in iowa if you play someone in chicago if you play someone in new york you're having the same input delay the entire time because it's just you to iowa so whatever you get used to as well doesn't change that's also another nice thing too. Like whatever three fo- three frame input delay you have will be three frame input delay no matter who you play. So it's actually really cool. All right. Well, we got to move on. But uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to say or pump? Uh, I will pump one thing. Uh, I don't usually uh, do it, but I will be on uh, Ronin Rumbles uh, Grand Blue versus Top Eight for Holiday Matsuri. That's coming up. Uh, oh, it's going to cool. be on Friday or Saturday. Friday. Uh, I'll be I'll be doing commentary for that. Uh, so if you guys want to watch what's going on nice. with the new patch, that will be one of the one of the big uh, events that's going on. So you know if you're interested in maybe seeing Yule. Maybe seeing if Diaphone decides to play you in a big tournament <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you might be able to see that. Uh, so, what's the uh, stream URL for that? Uh, that's going to be on Jeff Jeff's stream, right? 
Um, yeah. I would think so, but I just, I, if you know what, offhand. Well, it's, it, unfortunately, it's changed uh, before, so right. I, can't, I can't tell you for sure, yeah. but I assume it's right. off on Jeff's stream, which I'm right. forgetting the URL off the top of my head. I'm very sorry. It's all good. Nah. But yeah, so uh, again, uh, I very much would like to implore you guys, try out Grand Fantasy Versus if you haven't just yet. Game goes on sale from Xseed quite often, uh, and I think legitimately that the game's community is top-notch. Uh, the the online scene has made things have hiccups. It's just gonna happen. I feel like I've yeah. seen this shit in every scene, uh, whether it be I don't know, like some random drama because they're like, oh yeah, I would have beat you, but it's off <laughs> or it's online or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like it's 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 happened everywhere. It's 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 there. I'm just gonna tell you right now because it's it's happened to other communities. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's a great time to get into it. There's a new character, more characters on the way. There's clearly dev support going on. Right. Right. Uh, I think it's a wonderful game to play, especially mm -hmm. if you're looking for that that in between of anime and like uh, yeah. footsie based like Street Fighter type game. It's not Street Fighter. It's not anime Street Fighter. It's not anime. It's it's its own thing. Right. Don't don't try to classify it like that. I mean, <laughs> anime. Yeah. Again, uh, <laughs> it, it was one of those games that when I played, I really liked it, and it's just it's just the netcode that kept me from playing it. Unfortunately, so I'm not gonna blame you in the slightest, James. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's that has been a sentiment for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, a lot. A lot of people are still playing it despite that so i mean hey i, I look if, if you want to try again i'll totally play you you know we're, we're not very far away from each other mm -hmm. uh we can we can play on netcode or we can try out you know your parsec servers or whatever figure that out right if you really want to do it sure uh but yeah so ba basically my 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 conclusion before you guys kick me off with the and you take the cane to my neck uh is <laughs> i think the game is great and you should really try it out please do. Uh, uh, there's a lot of resources uh, for you to learn the game as well. Diaphone's got a wonderful YouTube channel about how to learn new characters and things like that. Uh, yeah, just just give it a try, please. Whoop. You know what I'm gonna All do? All right. Here? here we go. This is what I'm. This Thanks is what I'm gonna do it. over here. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm trying to like. Am I gonna darken out? <laughs> yeah, I'm slowly fading. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me as I lived, a Marvel player. <laughs> In Taban Wonderland. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, oh, honestly, thanks for Isaiah coming on here. I, I mean, I just, like I said, I'm really happy to hear a lot about that because from our perspective, we don't get a chance to hear a lot of the positivity about the scene and stuff like that. And I think that's super cool to be able to get that kind of information here and just kind of yeah, know I what the scene is doing. I mean that you know between the three of us like i feel like we cover like most of the fighting games in mm -hmm. the fgc but that that's one that i know tubbo was playing but like hasn't been keeping up i with. dude after well so i, I really mean, really liked the game when it came out yeah really loved my character and then they patched the game and everything yeah. got boring so i'm not i'm that not plus the bad net code, and i was just like nah I'm I'm not blowing you up. I'm just saying that it, it is a game that we like don't really cover ourselves. So it's right. nice to have somebody on here who who definitely does. That was that was really cool. Thanks a lot to him for coming on for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. last minute too. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, well, let's move on. All right, so uh, let's move on to the five five stuff then. Here, let's do it. All let's right. Do it. So uh, obviously taking place in Kiev. Is it uh, Russia this last weekend You're was right. the We Play Dragon Temple event for Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. And uh, I didn't get a chance to see it. But 
from all the tweets that I saw from Mr. Aquaman and from KP and from all the players that were there, all of them were just talking about the amazing production, how much they, the WePlay staff just like really catered to them and didn't like hamstring them. Like they were, they were even swearing on the, on the stream and stuff. Like it, yep. they allowed them to be themselves with the high production value of the esports stuff. Now, obviously, David, you got a chance to watch it. Like tell us a little bit about how the production looked and, and, and what happened there. It was probably the fanciest looking tournament that I've ever seen, uh, honestly. Like, it was mm -hmm. very, very impressive in a ton of different ways as a viewer. Obviously, I wasn't there. I didn't go to Ukraine, but uh, I'd, love to I'd love to go to Kiev someday, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there mm -hmm. this time. Um, so they built, like, a really elaborate physical set yeah. for this thing. <laughs> and and it, they built, like, Mortal Kombat-looking temples and they had the analyst and host standing atop the roof with this like amazing screen in the background that made it look like they were standing in front of like a night skyline. It was very realistic looking. Uh, and then the players were on the bottom and they were seated like kind of far apart, but like, again, you know, sort of facing each other with, again, like a completely built set, like physically built set. Mm -hmm. There were stairs leading up from behind it that like KP walked down to give mm -hmm. an intro. Yeah. And they had KP and the other hosts and commentators and analysts wearing these robes that they had made for them. And uh, they had augmented reality was involved. So between the players, as the, they would show the players, the players in character select, they would have an augmented reality screen between them of the game action as it was like loading in. Uh, they had ketchup and mustard commentating who weren't there in person. So they had floating screen, floating augmented reality screen, ketchup and mustards uh, up there, like looking down so in, wait. The same, in the same location as the other commentators who were actually physically there. So, so ke ketchup and mustard actually didn't fly out to this event then, huh? They actually they didn't. There in oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that, that is all like really fancy and they had the ability, dude, augmented reality was a big part of this. They had the ability to like change the whole, not the physical set, but like the, all the backgrounds, which mm -hmm, were a big mm -hmm. part of it as well, like on the dime. And they did this a few times to change Dang. it between like old temple looking situations and then like a modern or maybe even futuristic skyline kind of, kind of look like it was just a complete change of the whole scenery in the background. Uh, they had, um, they had uh, people playing music beforehand. They had like some DJs spinning beforehand in the pre-shows. DMCA uh, for sure. I think it was probably their music. Like, the, uh, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> see why not because they had so much money otherwise. I uh, mean, that wouldn't be the first time somebody got DMCA for using their own music. That is true, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I but, do want to. Uh, I do want to just. Uh, it seems like there was like almost no expense spared. Right. Sixty thousand dollars they gave out. Uh, they flew everybody out there, well, other than KP and Mustard, but every, uh, sorry, than Ketchup and Mustard, but everybody else, all the players, the other commentators, et cetera, and they did a great job at, like, testing them with COVID, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. multiple testing, uh, mm -hmm. put them up in a hotel. Like, they spent huge amount of money on, <laughs> I don't know. Some, so like well uh, into the six figures. I, I want to I want to just uh, throw in real quick that one of the players that was there, a foxy grandpa, is in chat right now, and he says uh, there's been no event I've ever been to that even came close. So the uh, 
doctor himself, huh? Yeah, he said. So basically, he's he's. I mean, he's saying it right here in the chat that it was just amazing. You know that he, his experience was yeah, amazing. It looked great. That. That's, that's what everybody has said who was there. Mm -hmm. So the players got treated really well. The show was incredible. I mean, on top of. Like the players are always going to put on a good show. It was that that was the case this time too. Like this is kind of this kind of stuff you could just count on the FGC. The mm -hmm. commentators did well. Like they they like you said they really did let the like feeling the sort of like mm -hmm. uh, the mentality of the FGC came through. Even though there was all this like maximum esports, they would still go back and have an analyst desk that was like Mr. Aquaman and Big D and Katana Prime. And they would just be like saying fighting game stuff and, and <laughs> having that kind of attitude about stuff. I don't, not just in the sense that they're talking about the game itself, but like the way that they talked was mm -hmm. like at a fighting game event. So it felt simultaneously like maximum esports, but also like pretty fighting gamey at the same time it I was mean, a really good mix of those two when, so... when hayate was calling out foxy grandpa like he was swearing and everything and kp was like whatever we can do whatever we want <laughs> yeah. i uh i purposely didn't watch it so i didn't know it was going to be like a big thing right and then i saw people tweeting about how sick all this was and the production levels and then mm -hmm. you know in like my group chats people were talking about it and shit and i was just like you know what Fuck this. I'm not watching this. I'm so jealous that <laughs> all these people get to do this shit and they get to play the game they love and these people are there in person. I was so, like, yeah. filled with uh -huh. jealousy that I was like, I can't fucking watch this. I can't. <laughs> I'm so angry that they all got to do this and I didn't. I've been stuck at home for 12 months now, basically. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Jeez. I was so, yeah, I literally... I literally didn't watch it for that purpose. Like, I wasn't wow. really jealous. Well, but I'm happy. I'm happy for everybody. I, mean, I mean, here's the thing, right? I have this listed as a Ultra Chen 5-5. Five five, and so now it's like, well, what is the 5-5? Five five? The question is, do we have more do we have room for this is this what we want like obviously fgc has been kind of like anti-esports or whatever like that right but is this the kind of thing that we need more of in the fgc at this point do we need events like this or do we want to stay more grassroots etc etc right i have a very i have an opinion on this but uh what do you okay tubo you go first then yeah, I just think you, you can and should do both. Mm -hmm. uh, we need we need ground-level content creators yep. like, you know, Smug and Cloud and people like that who were top players, even are still top players, but yeah. now they focus more on content creation, no commie, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. right. We need those people. We need grassroots uh, pay-to-enter, you know, anybody can knock off Daigo that day type of tournaments. Mm -hmm. And we need invitationals. We need all three levels. We yep. can't. We, the, the scene doesn't grow without all three. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's good that we have that stuff. I just don't like when people like Perfect Legend say, I hope regular mm. tournaments go away and we only have this stuff. Like, that's, that's right. That was something I wanted to talk about. Take. And, um. and he, I mean, to be fair, PL's not the first person to say that. Filipino Champ has said it in the past. Some other Marvel players have said it in the past. Like, this is not like a new take for mm -hmm. Perfect Legend to have. It's just a whack one. <laughs> so I don't I I just I hope that we continue all three levels and any other way we can expand this right. is great and we definitely need grassroots you know yeah. 
anyone can enter events mm -hmm. for sure. Open brackets, absolutely. I want to maintain that as the focus, the idea of the grassroots, the, and not just because that by itself matters to me, but that I want the people who have put so much time and energy and effort and money, to be frank, into creating tournaments and their own like broadcast systems that I want that to be able to continue. Like those are the people I, I want to support, I think primarily, but yeah, of course I want to have the other side of things as well. Back in the day when I was concerned about esports, I wrote an article on this for the WePlay website um, that was basically on this topic. And I wrote about how I was concerned that some esports organizations would make life worse for the FGC in the long run. And I think in some cases that did happen. But uh, I think we are at a state now, even in COVID times, where we're large enough and we're strong enough then we have enough grassroots folks involved that have built up things enough that I'm not concerned about like what happens if like we play runs a few events and then die, dies for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to go away. We're not going to have put all our eggs in that basket. I'm not concerned about this anymore. So I just want to have grassroots events for sure, but also yeah, invitationals, big fancy events as long as they're good partners. And we play is not the first one. Red Bull's been doing that for some years, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They have they have a lot of money. They've made extremely cool events. They have a, a very interesting, like, creative design in some of their events. They've been doing that, and that's great because part of the why uh, the reason that that works is that they hire FGC people. Like, they like sure they, do. It's not, it's not just like it's Red Bull like coming down from above and being like, "Hey, fighting games, <laughs> want us to come in? We're going to do it our own way." No, they hire people. They do it like a fighting game kind of way. They like fighting games. People who are doing it. So we have had that kind of stuff. DreamHack's the same kind of thing. Like they've hired a bunch of fighting game people. Jabali's running tournaments for them. They hire FGC streamers every time. Like that's that those models already exist. And and I want I'm very happy to have more of that. So we play, yeah, for sure. If they have more stuff, they're also gonna be doing a an online league for Mortal Kombat. They've hinted that they're gonna be doing it for other stuff in the future as well. So they're intending to stay and do more in the FGC. I'm definitely happy to have that. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it's practical to expect the kind of 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 opulence that they had in this event because look, man, next that, time someone hires me for commentary, if they don't have an elaborate costume for me, <laughs> I'm not coming out of my goddamn trailer. Okay, well, don't come out of your trailer. Maybe they'll just have you in augmented reality looking down from your bar. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, that'd be sick too. I'll take either or for uh, sure. Yeah, but like, honestly, we can't expect that. Dude. So as long as we understand that like this is a cool occasional treat, it's something mm -hmm. that is yeah. part of the ecosystem, I think it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, give the Hado lots of money, dude. <laughs> Let him put on an event <laughs> like this. I would love to see that. But uh, honestly, like I know one of the things is a lot of people are talking, you know, there's always this long-term conversation that a lot of esports people think that FGC hates esports or whatever like that. We just don't like the watered down, like excessive, you know, homogenization of everything, right? So we we don't want our commentators to talk like this all the time and oh here he comes around the corner and he's about to go and do this damage. Look, it lacks a super rip. You know, like that's the kind of thing. We just want to be grassroots and who we are. It's not about big production, not about money, all that stuff like that. If we can get big productions like we play does, like and I was going to mention Red Bull Kumite in the exact same way, you know, uh, 
if we can get that, but we're allowed the FGC to be the FGC, there's absolutely no reason not to do it. You know, I think it's great. I, and again, as long as it doesn't become the focus of the FGC, that the grassroots tournaments, you know, anybody can enter are still the most important thing. Let's absolutely go for it. You know, I, I, one of the examples I've always said, you know, is my goal was to become like inside the NBA on TNT, right? Because it's the professional show on cable TV here with, you know, oh, look, all these famous, all they do is yell at each other and meme and, you know, and, and get to be themselves on that show right. there. So much to the point that they've created memes amongst the basketball players. You can be professional and still maintain your personality. That's the main thing. I, I did that on that exact stage. That's right. <laughs> that actual literal stage that that show takes place on. Mm -hmm. I did that at a show on uh, TBS. Was it TBS? It was TBS, was yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever E-League is on. Um, <laughs> and, like, we did do that. We did rip each, uh, each other live on right. there. Like, it mm -hmm. was... We had right. fun, you know? Absolutely. Um, so we, we have been doing that thing, for sure. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Like, as long as they let the FGC be FGC, as long as they don't try to, you know, fake any sort of kind of craziness or anything like that, if they let the FGC be the FGC, the drama will happen, the, the crazy stuff yeah, happens sure. automatically, right? I mean, it's just a build it and it will come kind of thing. It was always, you know, Seth Killian who said about Evo, it's like, we don't craft the stories, you just build the stage and the stories will happen, right? Because that's, mm -hmm. that's just how it is. And so if we can get to that point, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, for example, when Evo started getting to the uh, Mandalay Bay Arena, I thought that was a great thing, right? You know, it, it was cool to yeah. see the growth and everything. As long as we can grow, but I think the most important thing is what you said, David, is we're at a point right now where we can't get taken down by something like that. We're not going to yeah. get we play a Red Bull coming here, running a few invitations, and if they take it away, we're going to be like, God, what do we do now? Like, we'll just be like, whatever. <laughs> let's let's keep running these yeah. Macharino tournaments. One wall left. Yeah. <laughs> and in general, I would say that this conception of esports, I think maybe too many people in the FGC still have, is not really true anymore, where it's, it's really fake. I feel like mm -hmm. esports was too fake like you go back and look at the mid 2000s especially when they're just like doing complete nonsense uh, <laughs> and then in the early 2010s a lot of it came off as fake the commentary came off as fake to me too often i think that's not really true anymore for the okay. most part you know when i listen to esports commentary nowadays i do think that it's good uh they do rib each other they have a more even even though they have maximum esports kinds of productions and budgets and some of them are just run by the dev and mm -hmm. publisher they do, nevertheless, I think, bring across like a feeling of a, of of not just a show, but like a tournament, an event, a community um, that differs even by game. So I think that they are they're doing a better yeah, job of it. I anyway. mean, I mean, again, like that's, I think, because of the FGC. To be honest Maybe. with you, I think we Maybe. have a lot to do with that because casters that I have talked to from the other esports scene has often have often said to me and other people like yipes or whatever like that they're always just like man i wish we could commentate like you guys man i wish yeah. we were allowed to I say like that you call them casters though yeah they're casters, I mean, yeah. They're casters. Yeah, they're, yeah. we're commentators <laughs> yeah I, i've had conversations like that as well i mean even going back to probably 2011 2012 like real mm -hmm. early stuff for, in terms of commentary timeline 
yeah, that's true. But in any case, like whether it's because of us or whatever reason, like I do think that they're doing a better job. Okay. So as long as a company like WePlay is not going to cause any shenanigans in the FGC, and I don't see any reason to think that they are, they right. seem to have done a great job for this event. Very happy to have them do more stuff for sure. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, uh, I, I told them to do something for Marvel, and they liked my tweets. So. Yeah, Ooh. that means it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> confirmation, baby. Next trip, Eve. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, honestly, bring on more events we play. Let's do more. I mean, it's kind of like the 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 uh, the tournaments that are. Oh gosh, what is the tournament called? Boy, my brain is not working today. The ones where they CEO. The one that they bring them all into the house. You know where they play uh, mafia all the time. What's it called? Summit. Summit. Yeah, Yeah. like summit. Let's get more summits. Let's get more Red Bull Kumites. Let's get all of these things. I, I like. If they can do it and keep the personality, there's no reason yep. not to, in my opinion. I'm down so, with that. Yep. All right. On hey, to the next one. Congrats, ass player. What? <coughs> All right. Oh, okay. Uh, when Foxy Grandpa, who ended up getting second place, beat Hayate, uh, yeah. one of the best players also, to to get into Grand Finals, I think that was Losers Finals, uh-huh. uh, Katana Prime interviewed him and was like, so how did you hit this many overheads? Because he hit like a thousand overheads with Sub-Zero. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was like, how did the, how did you do this? He was just like, oh, I'm just an ass player. Like anybody can do this. Like, out there? Like whatever. Like, <laughs> um, uh, good work, okay. good work. Okay. Five, so five we- viewers. We had a doozy of questions here today. I actually had a lot of trouble formatting this, and people on the stream probably can barely read this, but, I mean, this is... We had 11 questions this time. (laughs) We did. All right, let's get to reading them in case you can't read that. Number one, if you could adapt a movie or book franchise and turn it into a fighting game, which movie or book would you choose? Number two, what do you think have been the biggest changes to fighting games over the last 10 to 20 years? How do you think they will change going forward? Three, should game journalist reviews for fighting games lean more on the casual side or expert side? Who should be assessing new games? Four, with Co-op Cup being the first big FGC event to be canceled two years in a row due to COVID, what can the community do to support TOs and local scenes in 2021, considering it looks like in-person events are gonna be off the table again next year? Five, how should we talk about past important FGC figures who have been removed from the community for being terrible, both for casual conversation and for things like history and documentaries. Number six, do you think combo tutorials would be better if they were stylized more like DDR type mini games? Seven, how have your experiences in life affected your gameplay and vice versa in terms of patience, critical thinking, aggressiveness, etc.? Eight, there's a new fighting game. It's free to play, uses good rollback, has all the waifus and husbandos, it has millions of players, pro circuits, and they pay commentators. However, characters are locked behind an abusive gotcha pull system. What do you do? Number nine, how open to a generational change in Street Fighter would you be, letting go of all the legacy characters and making SF6 with only young and new characters? Like no Ryu, Ken, or Chun, instead, Sean, Makoto, Sakura, etc. 10, when would you feel comfortable going to live events again? What would you like to see at events that TOs could implement, even if there is a vaccine available to the general public? And number 11, should fighting games offer a slow mode for training? Should it be available for live play? 
Well, here's the winner out of all of you. <laughs> oh, man, that's a lot. And the hard part, too, is that it these is. are a lot of questions that I'd like to ask. And that's these are the Yeah, if we don't get that many next week, we'll just carry some of these. They were, yeah, I was going to say, they were of higher quality this week than the For previous sure. week. Mm-hmm. These are really good. No, all but, the questions are always high quality, Tubo. There are no bad questions that anybody has ever asked. <laughs> all right. Here's the winner. Number five, how should we talk about past important FGC figures who have been removed from the community for being terrible, both for casual conversation and things like history and documentaries? My guess is that this is a product of the metagame documentary that uh, took place over the past weekend, um, in which I haven't, I didn't watch it, and we'll talk about it later, but there's Mm -hmm. no VODs currently, uh, at least uh, free VODs. Uh, so, but it was streamed live over the, over the weekend and they showed, you know, important stuff from the smash scenes history. And some of the people who were involved are now known to have been doing pretty crappy stuff, Mm. terrible stuff in some cases, and uh, are basically, you know, excised from the community. And how do we, how do we deal with this? How, How do we deal with the fact that historically some people were very important who now we think suck, but nevertheless, like if you're talking about a documentary, or even if you're just, you know, like this says, talking casually, hanging out, how do you deal with that? Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways. <laughs> there's a lot of ways to deal with it. Uh, you know, it can be like a Pete Rose MLB situation where the MLB just kind of said, we're never going to mention your name ever again. <laughs> you're not going in history books. You don't get an asterisk, nothing. Um, you can go the like, I don't know. Ray Lewis route, where he murdered a guy and got away with it. But he's still going to be in the Hall of Fame, and nobody really talks about it. Um, and then there's there's also just, like, you know, in in passing conversation, whatever, like, talk about it like you would with your friends. Like, uh, sure, however you want to handle that, that's on you. But as far as, like, documentaries and such, I think it's extremely important that we show these people and we show their ability and we tell their story and then if you feel a certain way about your documentary, like say you made a smash doc that you filmed everything four years ago and things didn't turn out that way in 2019 and 2020 that you thought they would for these people, just add at the end of the documentary, hey, this player ended up with accusations for this and this player ended up with accusations for that. And mm-hmm. Due to these accusations, they pretty much have been outcast from the scene, blah, blah, blah. Just add something at the end to let people know like... We had no idea that this guy <laughs> or this girl was doing this thing, but here's what happened, and here was the resolution. Right. Like, I mean, that, that, that's happened on documentaries since, I don't know, since I can remember watching them, that usually yeah. they'll give, like, a a post-thought of, hey, here's where they are now. I, I think that's how you handle that for docs. I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to airbrush people out. I, right. For a couple of reasons. One is that it's not being truthful, and... I would rather tell the truth in some of these situations. You know, no no need to highlight them if their cases weren't, you know, specifically noteworthy for whatever other stuff, like, right? I mean, you don't need to go out of your way to, like, talk about them. But if they do figure in prominently to some story that you're trying to tell, I think that needs to be in there. And in addition, I, I don't want to look back on the history of the FGC and and only view it either as the past or as the present. I don't think that, that either one of those is productive. I think that there needs to be kind of a synthesis of those two. 
I mean, we have an analog to this. Like, how are we going to talk about Mr. Wizard, who was who was absolutely instrumental in the creation of Evo right. and of and the monitoring and moderating of Shoryuken.com and of Pound Capcom, which was huge for the FGC for a long time. I mean, he, you know, a story of the especially Capcom fighting game scene in North America, like you can't tell it without him playing right. a significant role. Right. For sure. So as you are watching this, you, I think, need to know both that he was important and that we were, that he was doing things, and also that he was also doing terrible things. Like that, mm -hmm. you need to have both of those for that to be a truthful story and for us to get the point, the, I mean, you can, you can make, you should make, I feel, the points about who these people are, even if we didn't know about it at the time. You know, you go back right. just a couple of years, a year even, I didn't know. But now that I do know, I am looking back on the past things that happened. And, and I mean, I don't remember anything that would have made me even in retrospect think about that. But I need to nevertheless, like, interpret how this guy's right. acting with that knowledge in mind, uh, you know, even retroactively. So that I, that I do definitely think is important. It doesn't need to be the case, like I said, that you are focusing on these people. And I don't, I think it's also true that there are lots of really bad things that don't need to be put on a pedestal, right? So I want Confederate monuments taken down. Am I trying to deny the history of the Confederacy? Absolutely not. That's super important to who we were and are. We need to tell that story. We should probably tell that story more, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what, we should, what we should not do is to put that on a pedestal, which is here as if it's something to be lionized, right? right? I don't want to do that with people in our scene either. I want to I wanna tell the story and be truthful. And if it sucked, I want to know that it sucked in these documentaries too. Just like right. I want to right. know if it was good, tell me that it was good. You know, I, I just want to be realistic. Right. I mean, unfortunately, the, the, the truth of the matter is that, you know, this has been the case forever, which is changing now thanks to the internet. But history is written by the winners, right? I mean, like you 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 only get to hear about like you said we don't get to hear about the 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 you know what the confederate statues and all these things like that like look up the history of why central park was created in new york and you know you'll find out like huh okay like we don't talk about these things and i i do implore you to go look up these kind of things um we shouldn't do that in the fighting game community what we should do is tell the history as the history was Right. So like you like like I said, like if we talk about the ushering between the changing of the guards from, you know, heart players to scientific players, I know this is a James thing, whatever. I feel like infiltration was one of the most important gap, you know, the bridges between that. He kind of ushered that in. We have to talk about that, but then we can also talk about that, you know, there are situations involving these players. Same thing with Mr. Wizard. You know, he's obviously, you know, been very integral in helping create the FGC of as we know it but then we should also just talk about you know what what's happened afterwards it's history we should talk about it in the most you know uh historical way possible is just truthfully and accurately as much as possible so i i just think that that's the best way to approach it you know obviously every documentary even if it is a documentary is made with a air of either skepticism or bias in it you know but i i mean it's made by people right and and, <laughs> and the other thing too is that i think it's wrong 
for people to think that documentaries shouldn't be made that way. Like documentaries, I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with a documentary having some kind of, you know, slant to it, as long as you're aware of what the opposite arguments and such like that are. So honestly, uh, the way that I would handle this is just talk about it accurately, talk about it, you know, as as uh, directly as possible and just make sure you give all the stories and, and make sure you just give all the background information, I think. So that's so sure. kind of agree that with sounds right to me. kind of yeah. agree with the other guys here. So, right. And most of the takes that I've seen online on Twitter have been similar. Like they don't want to airbrush people out of history. Mm hmm. Uh, even if they were doing bad things, they would just like to also tell that side of the story like, mm -hmm. rather than just focusing on the good. You don't want to paint somebody who was also doing really bad things as only having been good. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you just have to be complete or as much as you can anyway, at least in the in the documentary or whatever format. You know, you're always going to have choices about what to keep in and what to keep out. But I would rather have more more complete picture than mm -hmm. not. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, that was interesting. Um, I would love to have watched that documentary, but I commentated for like 10 hours out of 18, 10 <laughs> of 18 straight hours uh, this weekend. So I didn't have a lot of other time. But, and then and when I found out today, I went today to look up the VODs. Um, we'll talk about it later as well, I guess, but uh, you, you can, you can buy uh, views. Oh, okay. Cool. The doc, yeah, we're, we'll talk about the documentary in just a little bit. Yeah, we will. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Anything else to say about this topic? It's this is a very good question. I'm surprised that we only had uh, nine minutes to say about it, but uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Interestingly, oh, I think it's also just because we all kind of agreed on it, uh, and so uh, probably not as much to discuss about it. Tubo did go take a break real quick. He's got on, you know, take care of things, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, I guess just the kind of, uh, I mean, any sort of other expansion on this at all that you have, or do you want to just kind of preview of what the next question is going to be? Move on to the next one. Sure, because the problem is, if nothing has changed since I last checked, we have a tie for the second question. Oh, do a right. quick F5 here. Did I just hear a toilet close? Yeah, you you did. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Is this guy Archie bunkering my stream? I can't believe it. Uh, much better now. Yeah, I could hear. Uh. <laughs> uh, do you need it? Do you want to take a dinghy? No, I took care of that at the press conference. <laughs> uh, naked gun reference. Oh man. So All right, good. here's the two that tied for second place. Mm-hmm. How have your experiences in life affected your gameplay and vice versa? Patience, critical thinking, aggressiveness, etc. And when would you feel comfortable going to live events again? What would you like to see at events that TOs could implement, even if there is a vaccine available to the general public? Uh, which one? Do you want to answer both of them? Or how, how do you want to handle this? Did they, did they actually tie? I could hear everything you guys said, by the way. It's okay. They did actually tie. They yeah, tie. well, I could hear what you did, too. Well, listen, my microphone is in my front room. I can't help that part. <laughs> I could have muted it, but it's no fun that way. Thanks a lot. Appreciate yeah. it. I can't believe there's part noises on ultrasentv.com. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> ultrasentv.com. 
That's right. All right. How have your experiences in life affected your gameplay and vice versa? I think this is a cool one. So I guess what I have to say is that I think that they've had a huge impact on how I deal with fighting games as a player and as a commentator and as just somebody who watches and has fun with them. I felt as I was... So, okay, here's my like rough timeline. I'm in college. I begin playing fighting games competitively in 2002 in my like second half of my freshman year. Uh, I am not great. I'm never that great during college for those next like three, three or so years. I mean, I did okay. I won a tournament or two, but like nothing great. And then I went to law school and first year of law school, I think I did like maybe all right. I probably <laughs> did okay in some tournaments. By the second and third year of law school, I was winning a bunch of locals. Uh, you know, that was all that I couldn't travel at that time. I just mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. a student, but um, I won a lot of locals and regionals uh, in my area. And I really felt like I learned how to think in like a real way when I was in law school. Mm -hmm. So, so my ability to like think critically and really like dig deep into material and suss different things apart and notice things and just, just think in general, I just felt like I got a lot better at it. And in, in college that progression was happening too. I was basically taking philosophy, political philosophy. And I felt like that was happening. But once I got to law school in particular, like that, I feel like, feel like that honed in and was helping me identify things in fighting games too. Mm -hmm. And that sense of being able to think critically is something that I've been working on ever since in my career, but also in fighting games. Fighting games help you learn how to think critically too. Yeah. So I've always felt like there's this kind of feedback loop between learning how to think critically in school, learning how to think critically in fighting games, applying the sort of lessons of that from one to the other, from learning in school to fighting games, but also from fighting games to school. And yeah, I think that that's, that has been a very big impact for me okay. on both of those sides in fighting games. I mean, for me, it's, it's, yeah, it's give or take in every direction. Uh, I've learned a lot of things thanks to fighting games. I've learned how to be better at fighting games because of other things. Honestly, you know, one of the things that I hated when I was a kid, obviously, because everybody hates it, is when your Chinese parents make you learn piano and you're just like, God, I don't ever want to do this. And I hate the piano. I hate the, you know, it's like you have to practice every day for 30 minutes. And I will sit there and stare at the clock for 30 minutes. And then as soon as 30 minutes are done, all right, close the piano, won't run away and everything like that. Uh, at one point when my brother first went to UCLA, uh, he would find all the sheet music of songs that we loved uh, in the Schoenberg Music Library at UCLA. And so he would just photocopy a bunch of them and then bring them home. And then I was like, shoot, I want to learn these things. So I started basically reteaching myself piano after, you know, my, I went for lessons for like less than a year and quit because my parents were like, he's just not learning at all. So, <laughs> uh, but I ended up teaching myself and largely that's where a lot of the love for execution, appreciation for execution and the ability to sit down and practice over and over and over again, doing the same setup over and over again. And that kind of love came from, you know, I would play the same part of a song over and over and over again until I could actually do it, the muscle memory, etc., etc. You know, so that's kind of like how I took something from the real world into the fighting games. Fighting games, I mean, I have a terrible temper. People can see this on stream all the time. I'm yelling and getting mad about everything constantly. 
And yet somehow my temper is about like twice as bad, like maybe like three or four times better than it was when I was growing up. Like it's pretty crazy just how violent I used to get when I would lose stuff. And that was because as a kid, I never lost. Like I'm not even going to lie. I beat everybody in everything I beat everybody in board games. I was the smartest kid in my class. Everything, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I won everything that was competitive until I started playing fighting games. And it wasn't until I started playing fighting games that I realized that I couldn't just instantly be the best at everything. And so uh, it actually taught me a lot in how to lose a little bit better. And, and it's weird because I still get mad. But like I said, the lengths of anger that I get to these days are so much smaller than I used to be. I have broken so many things in my house uh, when I was a kid because of how mad I would get. And not only that, but when I do get mad, a lot of the times, thanks to fighting games, I blame myself. Right? I get mad at my own lack of ability and stuff like that. So fighting games really did help me a lot in in that kind of uh, situation. So there's a lot of give and take in both ways. And, you know, to echo what David said about critical thinking, that's obviously just there too. The way I approach a lot of things changed thanks to fighting games. But again, a lot of the things that I liked to do when I was a kid was understand why things worked, which is why I got into the fighting games and wrote all the FAQs and stuff. So it's really a, a, a give and take in both directions. So a lot of very high benefits going both ways. I, I have like nothing to add, to be honest. <laughs> like like I, I don't think I can relate in any sort of fashion. Like. Fighting games have affected my life more than my life has affected how I play fighting games. Okay. Mm. Uh, so I think, I think when you think of a fighting game player, at least most players, you if you know them well, you can go, oh, I know that David is going to want to play the Grappler and the Long Marth. Like I, that's what he likes. <laughs> I know, I know James generally likes to pick characters that are lower tier or not played as much. Uh, mm. People have tried to peg me as like, oh, that's a Tubbo character, and I think. David's the only person who's ever gotten it right when he said, uh, he's like, I don't think Tubbo really fits any type of character build. I think he picks a character he likes and plays that character, mm -hmm. which is true. Like, I, there are certain things that I look for in a character, but it's never like, it has to be this archetype, right. or I will not play the game, or I won't play the character. Like, I've played, only thing I haven't played seriously is like a true Zangief grappler. Right. Every other archetype I've played in every other sort of game um, so yeah, I don't think that like outside influences come into my fighting games. I think fighting games go to my mm. outside influences. I, th I think it's the other way around. Um, okay. I mean, fighting games definitely changed my life. It's <laughs> fighting games are the reason why I'm living where I am right now. Fighting <laughs> games are the reason I've been to like, I don't know, 30 something States at this point. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like fighting games, fighting games have affected my life way more than, outside influences have affected how I play yeah. or how I think about the games because uh, I don't know, man, video games are my escape. They're yeah. not, mm. I'm not trying to like, Oh, that guy made me so mad at work. I'm going to go beat up, you know, E Honda. Like mm -hmm. that doesn't translate to me. It's like, I don't want to think about any of that other shit while I'm playing fighting games. Mm -hmm. so. Interesting. Yeah. I, I do. After having thought about it a little bit more while you guys were talking, I do think that I also, uh, I, play fighting games in a similar way to how I played sports, which was that 
in sports. You'd like to beat up on little kids. <laughs> <laughs> in sports, I would do a spinning 360 pile driver and destroy my opponent's neck. Okay. I mean, I didn't beat up on little kids. <laughs> I was just, we didn't have enough hockey players in my local league. So we folded some of the age groups together. And, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I was, I was 13 years old and I was playing with nine year olds. Uh, <coughs> and, David, and, and David also, was trucking the shit out of nine year olds. And He's also, going through puberty. They have no idea what's happening. And also, I still led the league in penalty minutes that year. <laughs> you were a goon. You're just a goon. But I also led the league in goals and assists and points because I was huge and uh, was a foot tall. Uh, so I, I I got a lot of penalties just because I was like skating and like a little kid would be in front of me. But but it is true though that like when I when I was in leagues that were like of an appropriate age. Uh, I still led the league in penalty minutes. It, you know, honestly, mm -hmm. like I, I like I like to frustrate people. Yeah, when it's, when it's in a situation like that, in a, in a competitive situation, I've always been <laughs> frustrating people. I would rather have play, and I did play defense because I got more value out of stopping somebody from scoring a goal mm -hmm. than scoring a goal. I I had. The, yeah. the 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 like euphoria of making somebody not do something that they wanted to do and seeing their face afterward was like way better than, <laughs> than if I were to try to actually score on yeah, my own. Or, or, outside or listening to the the little kid yeah. yell out about your RoboCop, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Why do you have to play like that, you mm, mm, mm. And on top of that, to try to be good offensively requires a lot of practice. Um, I mean, I guess all sports are like that, but uh, in hockey, that was true. This ones that I played, hockey, football, and basketball, that was certainly the case. Mm -hmm. And so if you wanted to put in time, you could get good at that. I didn't want to put in time practicing. I just wanted to have fun playing. Mm -hmm. And so Interesting. I, it came very naturally to me to like read where people were going to go when they were on offense and I was on defense. That's fundamentally what defense is about in those sports. And I, that was a blast to me. So it ticked all the boxes of like, Trying to frustrate people, not wanting to <laughs> put in any actual time, and just trying to have fun because that's that that is exactly how fighting games too. So you know, now that I think about it, I think that is true. There's a lot of crossover for me. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Can't say this for you, man. I mean, it explains a lot. I mean, it explains why, like, like I said, I actually gained a lot of the uh, uh, the practice ability through the musical instrument stuff. But you know, that definitely shows why there is such a difference in terms of you know combos, execution, enjoyment, and you know, and and yeah. less less uh, desiring for that you know kind of thing. That makes total sure. sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never I've never wanted to frustrate people like in other situations one of the reasons that i've always liked competition is that it's like an outlet for that that's not it's not actually bad like it's not gonna harm anybody else for real it's right. just like a you know that that is the outlet for that feeling for me like at the same time i was in <laughs> i was leading the league in penalty minutes <laughs> uh, i was also like a youth organizer for the green party because i was already a huge leftist right uh, <laughs> like those are it's never been because in competition, yeah, it's like a it's it's a way to get these feelings out without needing to put it anywhere else. Right. Sure. Okay. I'm trying to find your tweet, David, where you actually uh, made that kid rage. 
and I can't find it right now. But if anybody else gets it, it's just so I can type it in the chat for oh, people. Yeah. Put it in media there. Just just yeah. go to the media one. Oh, wait. Oh, the media tab, you oh. mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. I thought it was retweeted on UltraChen account, but I guess it wasn't. I almost for sure retweeted that on the Ultra Channel. Oh, too, okay. I guess I just missed it. It's harder it to find retweets than it is yeah. the original. There you go. Is this the one right here? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> okay, okay. Should I just play this on stream, dude? Yeah, go for it. I should just play stream. this on stream. Oh, this is so good. I love this thing. So, hang on. Let me do this. I have hippie parents. Uh, I mean, my dad used to lead protests at UCLA sit-ins against the Vietnam War, so I guess. Yeah. That's, Although they, that's... they weren't, as I was growing up, they were, I mean, yeah, they were like more on the left than the right, but I would say not hippies at that right. point. Here we go. Here's Ultra David's clip of uh, making a, a, a poor little kid angry here. <laughs> First of all, this guy was legit, all right? This Johnny player. I'm just having a good time. Just playing some shooty guns. Shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Shooty, shooty, gun, gun. Caltrops. Oh, catching low. See, I cut yeah. forward there because he got in on me and he right. dealt some damage because this player was actually pretty good. Well, your uh, your Robocop build is super uh, just annoying. I do think it's good versus some characters, okay. but yeah. I mean, he's oh, he's okay overall. Attack. He's not great. So, okay. Yo, why do you have so fucking play like that, Shades of yes! No one. You fucking loser. I'm not leaving this screen. You can keep talking. Oh man. Nice. Yes. Oh, what a time nice. to leave. That was the last match of the stream for sure. Yeah, I hope that kid gets no Christmas presents. <laughs> he had a dirty oh. mouth. Yeah, what a jerk. Ooh, I feel good. <clears throat> I feel so. I was good. like 15 <laughs> before I started swearing like that. All right. Yeah. What a. Yeah, I mean, what a what a jerk out there. I was just having fun, and this guy, this little kid... I mean, look, he actually was pretty good at the game. Like, it was 2-1. to one. It wasn't actually a blow-up. Uh, but in any case, yeah. Sure. Is that fun for me? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not specifically trying to troll playing Robocop. I just enjoy the strategy of it as well. But it has the amazing side effect of also trolling people sometimes i dude i understand that i my street fighter 5 account is a very private name because <laughs> i'm the biggest asshole i'm so toxic like i don't play honda in a toxic way but yeah if i stun you i'm for sure gonna taunt you and teabag you yeah. like i mean th that's yeah, the thing. I'm, I'm the biggest jerk this is I, the, I mean this is the reason why i think i can't play david because I know David likes to frustrate people, and I get frustrated very easily, and I don't like playing people who's just out there to frustrate you. So that's I mean, kind of one of the reasons why I don't like playing David. <laughs> I, I play a lot of really annoying characters for that purpose. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. You do. Yeah, I, Today, I like pissing people. I was playing on stream, and this guy popped up who had his mic on. He was all chatty, chatty. And I was playing other variations of Robocop just to test stuff out. But when I heard that, I was like, this is a chance to farm more content to get hilarious clips <laughs> like this. So I picked 
that variation of Robocop, and I double flawless the guy. <gasps> I blew him up. It, I ate him alive, and he had turned off his microphone. Oh! And, and I was the one who was pissed because he didn't give me. You <laughs> <laughs> did. You don't get the satisfaction, you yeah. jerk. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Let's. You want to move on? To the yeah, we got to move I on. I mean, it was similar to. I mean, the kind of the same reason why I didn't like playing Edma because Edma used to laugh every time he did anything to you and stuff like that, right? So he was definitely a kryptonite. Yeah. And for me, that uh, had no effect. So I guess that right. makes sense. That's why I keep telling people I don't like playing David in fighting games because it's a, it's a personality. It's not even the in-game weakness. It's the personality weakness. Like, even if David loses, he'll do it in a way that'll frustrate me. Like, he'll just jump on his wake up ten times in a row, even though I anti-air him every time. And he'll just do it and knows that he gives me no satisfaction in winning. So I, I think of losing that round, which I would lose, as an investment in winning the rest of the set. Yep. Uh huh. Exactly. So <laughs> I know what the result will be. Yep. Jesus. Exactly. So All that right. is why All I right. will All not right. play David in fighting games. So. Uh. All right. Do on. we want to do the other uh, question or no? Uh, let's just give it like a very brief answer, if that's cool. Sure. Uh, when would you feel comfortable going to live events again? <laughs> what would you like to see at events that TOs could implement, even if there's a vaccine available to the general public? What I'm hoping for, yes, of course, is the vaccine, but I will not, once I get the vaccine, go back to living how I did before. If I feel like I'm under the weather, I'm not, I'm either not going to go outside anymore, or if I do, I'm going to have a mask on. Uh, I'm not planning to go to events and shake a bunch of people's hands. I'll give you elbow daps. Like, I'm I'm probably just going to change some of that stuff. As far as what I'm looking for from tournament organizers, uh, some people may have to run events who would not like to run events because I don't know that things are going to be cancelable. We'll talk about Co-op Cup and some of the problems that they're going through with this right yeah. now. So that's, that is something that uh, certainly could come up. I just hope people do their best to spread things out, to have enough space between spots to not be rubbing against people constantly as I'm walking through a fighting game event. I don't know how practical that request is, but I hope that that... Yeah. I, uh, I mean, for me personally, man, my, my biggest hope is everybody gets a vaccine really quickly, which isn't looking like that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, everybody gets it real quickly. Everybody, you know, for the most part is vaccinated by like march or april and then hopefully by the end of next year we can start going back to stuff like that's right. me right. being very hopeful right but i guess what i'm along with a way of saying is once the majority of americans are vaccinated to the point where herd immunity becomes not such a terrible thing um at least you know not in the way that it's done our country right now right you know um then i'll then i'll feel comfortable like yeah I, I, I just want to feel like even if I'm vaccinated and I happen to be carrying it, that the majority of people I'm with are also vaccinated, yeah. so I can't spread it to them. Like, I, that's, I've had terrible guilt over the fact that maybe I spread COVID and I had no idea. And, like, it yeah. still bothers yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as long as I feel like I'm not spreading it to the majority of people or have a very low chance to do it, I'll go back to events. Like, I would absolutely love to see... CEO or Evo. I'm assuming combo breaker is not going to happen. Yeah. Because it's in May and that's like right on the borderline, you know? So, 
Yeah, that's I, man. That hurts to say. Yeah, like, yeah you, sh- you should still keep socially distanced yeah. after vaccination. Keep wearing the mask. mask. Like, don't don't pretend like it's the it's gonna solve all the situations. Yeah, right. I mean, for me, it's just about the trends, right? I just want to see the uh, the cases rate go down to basically nothing, right? I mean, New Zealand has been at basically nothing for the longest of time, and they didn't declare themselves completely open until just recently, right? It was like literally Australia last week. Well. Australia yeah. is really low. And so that's yeah. that's all I want to see is just, you know, us get to that point. Instead, we're at this point right now where literally one in a thousand people have died. Like, if you think about that, like, that is absolutely a terrifying number, right? People are like, oh, well, only 2%, you know, there's like a 98% survival. Dude, one in a thousand people have died in our country right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's a third. Yeah, it's not. In North Dakota, it's approaching one in 500. Oh, my God. And and that was traced back to the to that motorcycle rally thing, too. So, you know, it's just like, just, I, I... I am full of terror every time I go see my parents. Like, honestly, like I, I have, I, I went home for Thanksgiving and my parents were like, yeah, this is the first time you've been home in like four months. I didn't even realize it was that long, but that's just because like, I don't, I'm terrified to go see my parents. I just, I don't want to yeah, be yeah. an asymptomatic carrier. You know, I'm not a hundred percent the safest person out there. Cause I'm always going out and getting fast food and shit like that. And going to the grocery store and stuff, you know, who knows what the hell happened. And like, it's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying to me. So, you know, I've had good friends who are be like, Hey, let's hang out James. And I'm like, eh, you know, I can't really do that. You know, I haven't seen a friend in person since March. Yeah, I mean, my brother and sister-in-law had a baby last week, and I would really love to have been able yeah. to go there. And uh, you know, I could have been risky and done it, but I didn't. Right. So I would love it if I will go as soon as I can. Yeah. But right. now is not the time. I mean, it's never been worse in L.A. and in San mm-hmm. Francisco where they live. And and to be honest with you, until it's that safe. I don't know even know if I could support an offline event that's like, hey, James, we'll fly you out to this mm-hmm. event. We're not sure if it's crazy safe yet, but we'll do our best. Like, I don't know if I could support something like that because that could be a... Oh, probably raking in the COVID dollars. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it could honestly be a super spreader, right? And I just, yeah. like, yeah, I could. can't support something like that. So do I have to make that decision? Hopefully not, because like I'd most likely just be like, no, you guys shouldn't be running this event, you know, at all. Like that shouldn't even be a thing you're doing at all. So, you know, I really, really do. I I don't feel like I can go back to an event and feel safe about it until we see the trends go down. And that is part of, you know, people getting vaccines and everything. But for me, it's really just about those numbers. Are we getting to a point where we have one case a day? You know, have we dropped down to that point? Then maybe, you know, (laughs) then even still then maybe, because uh, until we hit like zero cases in a day, which will still be like seven months or eight months for now, from now, you know, uh, that's... The, it will be longer than that. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Uh, I, sh- I should say seven to eight months from now at the earliest and most likely yeah, not. So it's a long time away for yeah. sure. All right, let's move on. Okay. There's other gaming community news to talk about, although we're going to kind of go through that because we've uh, 
gone pretty long already. Right. In Mortal Kombat 11, there was a small patch last week. It didn't change terribly much, but it effectively gave a buff to a few characters. It kind of just fixed glitches and some like weird interactions. And as a result, like slightly buffed Robocop, Katana, Rain, maybe like a little bit. Uh, so now there was a variation of Robocop that I wanted to play before that previously it couldn't you couldn't do just because they didn't allow it because there was a problem with one of the moves. Now you can do it, and Robocop's better as a result, I think. So that's cool. You're going to have uh, more so kids now, yelling at you, David. <laughs> You're going to have more kids yelling at you now. <laughs> that's not for shooty guns variations. Okay, that's okay. Variation. That's okay. command grab slash flamethrower. In Soul Calibur 6, there was a patch as well. I don't know if you looked into that, James. No, I have not looked into that, so... Okie dokie. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I don't know uh, SNK is making a new console? Yeah, that that looked real sketch to me. world? Yeah. That looked real sketch to me. I feel like their new console is either going to be, like, SNK's version of Stadia, or... It's quite literally like one of their mini arcades or something, and they just didn't translate properly. Like, there's no way they're making their own PlayStation or own Xbox. There's a no, brand there's no new way console is coming from SNK no in 2021, a system to bridge the needs between passionate fans and console gaming enthusiasts. And then there's a GIF there that says, who is the best player? And it's got a relief of the world behind it and a Wi-Fi symbol. So, yeah, there's, 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 it's almost for sure. It's like a Stadia thing. <clears throat> it has to be some cloud gaming thing. There's no way they're putting out their own console. You think it's like cloud gaming of like old SNK games? <laughs> yeah, like or like or maybe even like a little mini arcade cabinet or something. Maybe something maybe that sort. Maybe Stadia was so happy with the performance of Samurai Showdown on their platform <laughs> that they have combined forces, that. and now it's going to be called the. Stadia NK, so the SNK or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's just... It, it, man, put it this way. If they come out with their own standalone gaming console that you buy games and play on it like a standard gaming console, if they do that in 2021, I'll like eat the sleeve of this shirt. There's no <laughs> way it's happening. It's, my, it's not happening. My, my roommate... That, shirt, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it would be really hard to swallow, to be honest. Yeah, it was been on you. I said what I said. Okay, man. Good luck to you. My, Let's see how that turns out. My roommate joked. He's like, what if they announced the console and then said, this is the only console KOF 15 is coming out on? I mean, that would just oh, basically... That would... That would basically be the death knell for the company. I mean, they've already... I mean, it would, be, would a, be a... big bummer. Yeah. Oh, man. So... Hopefully. It's probably just like Neo Geo Mini, like Super Nintendo. I mean, yeah, they've had stuff do. like that already, right? They've had and a bunch of, They've had a bunch yeah, of that right. stuff already. So it's just they, I, like there's just no good that I feel like could come out of this unless they could really surprise us with something. You know, like is there a way that they could really do something that's worth yeah. our time anyway. If they did that and KOF 15 was like their launch title, that would just be <laughs> that would be peak SNK. Yep. Peak <laughs> SNK. Alrighty. Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R is currently $2.69 on Fanatical for the PC version. For excellent, so. roll, for excellent rollback netcode. Exactly right. I highly recommend that you toss 
$2.69 at that thing just to support the idea of it. Even if you don't, I literally did this last time it was on sale. I paid $2.99 at the time. Even though I ripped off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, will I give them like half of a, what it costs to buy a sandwich to support the idea of this? Yes, I'll do it. <laughs> That's a, that's a cheap sandwich you're getting these days, man, because <laughs> I swear, like, I go buy some McDonald's and that shit's like $12 already nowadays. What? Dude, a combo. Not for just a sandwich. Dude, for, for, oh, not for just a sandwich, but for a combo that used to be like six or seven bucks, it's like $12 nowadays, man. Yeah, hold that. <sighs> that's wild. I haven't, well, whatever. We move on. Community news. Uh, this is some crappy stuff. Co Cooperation Cup has been canceled due to COVID again. It was actually canceled last year as well for the same reason. The last time that a co-op cup mm. happened was January of 2019. Co-op cup was the really big third strike, third strike. team tournament that yeah. takes place in Japan. It's a super awesome event. It's been very, very <laughs> long running. People fly from all over the world to Japan for it, and Japan itself still has a very strong scene for that game, and there are you know, tons of teams who enter. It's a blast to watch. Uh, but it's not going to happen again this time. So yeah. that is unfortunate for sure. I mean, Japan's been handling COVID really well, but I think it's probably because a lot of foreign people come out to it and such, or it's, it's also just to be... Well. What's that? Yeah, numbers have been going up in Japan. There. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So... Unfortunately, although the event is canceled, they couldn't cancel the venue. And oh. that means that they are losing a butt ton of money. No. They're oh. still having to pay for the venue even though they're not running. So anymore. they so they couldn't get their uh what is it clause called? The uh oh, like the force thing. majeure kind of situation. Yeah, the force, force majeure. majeure. That's yeah. That, that didn't apply this time? That's I don't know what up, contracts man. even are like there, dude, to be honest. But... Oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't know contract law there, but no, whatever situation, nope, they are stuck with it. So as a result, I'll put this in the YouTube video, but there are links to support them by PayPal and Streamlabs, and you can subscribe to them on Twitch. Uh, I really okay. thought that I put the link to that information here. Tom talked about it. Arlieth. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Bring that up here so that I can at least say what these... Man, Co-op is like the only time I watch Third Strike too, and I actually—it's <laughs> so really good. It. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's good. So, like even if you don't care for the game at all, you—it's yeah, it's just the Look, emotion the players play with, and some of the shit they pull off is incredible. Yeah, and honestly, no matter what you think about the way Third Strike plays, or if it's not for you or whatever like that, high level Third Strike is always going to be one of the most enjoyable fighting games to watch, no matter what. It's it's because the stuff that they do is just downright dirty. And that game has a lot of dirty stuff. And it's it's one of yeah. the things that makes it so fun. You know, when you see someone defeat the, you know, Ganajin, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, this is just great. Until Yun does three more empty palms and then has it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goes, so, ha, ha, ha. Oh, there's a meter. Yeah, mashing yeah. down strong. Yep. So you can support them by uh, helping them out on PayPal. That's paypal.me slash GameNewton01. The numbers, GameNewton01. Okay. Or check them out on Twitch and give them a sub. That's twitch.tv slash GameNewton. Can you paste those links into the chat, by the way? To do. Yeah. 
I can. I'm actually just going to post Tom's tweet into the okay, chat because okay. he has more Sweet. info all laid Sweet. out there. And then I'll put that cool. in YouTube as well. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. I hope that things get better there. But, you know, who knows? In any case, help out a part of the community that's been an integral part of the FGC for a long time, both in Japan and around the world. As far as other community news, Capcom Cup community vote update. <laughs> this is ending in just a couple of days at this point. I believe it's oh, man. At this ends, 18th is when it ends. And just as a reminder, this is who gets into Capcom Cup. The last spot is the fan vote spot. And currently the leader is Luffy, Red Bull Luffy. Second place is TUQ Zenith. So 18,000 votes for Luffy, 14,000 votes for Zenith, 10,000 for Tokido, 9,000, well, just under 10,000 for Punk. Then Sako has 5,000, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's really far back after that. <laughs> and Luffy got that much in part because the French like Ministry of Sport has been pumping it as well. And it's been on TV too in <laughs> France. So he's just obviously going to end up getting... A bunch of support like that yeah. and for, for zenith uh, who's brazilian the brazilian scene has been supporting him super hardcore i have also been told that one of brazil's biggest tv presenters is a big fan of the fgc and has previously like said so on the air like yeah, one of their folks uh, on the television is just an fgc I was, fan. yeah and i was gonna bring that up too david because i think both luffy and uh what's his name zenith zenith yeah yeah they're, they're both cheaters <laughs> okay, well, all cheating. So Zenith, as far as I know, hasn't yet had that guy on his side. And there are still a couple of days on this. And what I am wondering is if he or Luffy or any of these other ones, do they have that like last minute push to get over the top? Because you don't want to come out with guns blazing too early. Right. Because at that point, people will then realize, oh, I got to do a lot of work too and come up again. If you instead save it till the very end, maybe you can like slip in unnoticed ebay that, sniping that's what he's gonna do he's gonna wait and then he's gonna nudge his his homeboy at yeah. the talk show and all of a sudden didn't like james wasn't that the guy you retweeted or something and then he learned i feel like they're the same person but this is actually circular Which who's one? that guy that you said if you tweet you automatically get retweeted? oh no 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 that, that no, was no, shah rukh khan somebody else i was somebody gonna say else. man i hope these are there's circular and relate but either way <laughs> He's for sure, like, if, if that guy drops that bomb, it's it's done. He's going to win. But Luffy also used his own government. Like, both these guys are cheaters, man. No way. Hey, they're they're cheaters. Can you put that up? Is that possible? Yeah, I'm definitely putting this up. <laughs> Tag I think, think that uh, is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who – he's also <laughs> the one who drew the Oro picture of me with the cats. So uh, Yeah, he puts, he puts art here sometimes. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yep. So again, you just have a couple more days to vote. If you want somebody to win this vote, now's the time to do it. People are angry that Luffy is getting support. I guess Tubbleware turns out to be one of them. I didn't expect that, but in any case, it's it's good because Capcom's getting a little bit more exposure, and that's obviously what they're going for here. Listen, man, I'm just salty because I want Tokido to win. He's well, he might. What if he has like some secret TV? And he'll be a dirty cheater too. What does that mean? This is not a fan vote. This is a hey, look, get my if, government to back me vote. If it's in the game, it's in the game, right? That's how the FGC guess, works. Yeah. So. I guess, man. But yeah, shout out to Tagman Inc. for this awesome picture here. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Look, I'm missing a tooth. 
I love it. <laughs> I have a mullet. I guess I have a mullet kind of in real life right now, don't I? But there you go. There's a mullet You're as well. You're a goon. I mean, you've had one before. It's nothing new, right? I have had one before. I got I got Zangief scars on me, on me all over my body. It's just an awesome little drawing overall. Genius. Oh, man. So good. All right. Okay. I had mud shots at 13. No, at 14. Fact. <laughs> Oh, because I came to school uh, after the summer break, I came to school having grown these bad boys out. Let me tell you, I was the talk of all of my friends. Can you believe David can grow a beard and he's got these sick chops? That actually happened. This was I, true. I don't think anyone said, can you believe David has sick chops? Nobody <laughs> said that in your high school, dude. No okay. one. Okay, maybe not that. But they were like, <laughs> wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't think yeah. they said that either. I, I feel like you're misremembering. And <laughs> I wasn't there, but something David, tells me. Let's invite David to all the cool high school parties. and <laughs> That definitely uh, <laughs> I was also the most uh, popular kid in my high school. <laughs> man, I, I feel bad because I actually was super popular. People fucking loved me in high school. Yeah, But I peaked there, so you guys are... <laughs> 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 uh, all right we move on all right uh, the documentary that we talked about briefly before just to say a little bit more info about it, it's an eight-part sequel to the original smash bros doc which many people think had a giant influence on the resurgence of the melee scene you know most of a decade ago at this point <laughs> and it mostly focuses on the so-called five gods of smash and leffen coming in and all that kind of thing again i didn't watch it over the weekend it was live streamed over the weekend I was really hoping to be able to watch it the next couple of days, but it doesn't, it's not working like mm -hmm. that. So the idea here is that it's on Vimeo and I'm going to put the link to it in the chat. It's support them, David. If you want to see it, support them. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so you can watch it for three bucks an episode, which is, uh, which is really cool. The intention here, Travis uh, Bullshamp's the guy who made it and he is, would like it to be on Netflix which is super cool. Huh. I really hope that that mm. happens. And that's part of why it's not just freely available right, right now. Yeah, it's okay, okay. It's going to be well, picked up by somebody I, else. I, really hope, I hope he gets his dream. That's all totally. I'm it's packaging with I things. saw tweets. I saw a lot of tweets about it. Yeah. A, a lot of people upset that Leffen was made to be a bad guy. Yeah, Leffen was mad about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, most of the smashers that I saw tweeting were upset about it too. Like, why... Why make it seem like it's a bad thing that a new kid is in town and beating I mean, all these gods? Did they Billy Mitchell him, basically? <laughs> yeah, but Billy Mitchell actually sucks. Yeah, actually, he does suck. That, that dude, that dude is awful. <laughs> but but uh, I, did, yeah, I did read, though, that the guy who made it is planning to change some stuff, like not to talk about things that Leffen said when he was like a 15-year-old kid as being like relevant to him today. Which is so <laughs> good. Uh, and, and Mango tweeted something like, just be glad that things that you said and did between the ages of 15 and 20 weren't like recorded for all time uh which i also am very happy about certainly um so you know there you go a little sure. biased i guess but uh in any case it's a documentary and i'd love to well I, i'll watch it you know over the next couple of days mm -hmm. i think that's super cool so uh the smash code of conduct is formally disbanding yeah, I'm adding some more time to the clock because I didn't realize there was this much to talk about here in community. So there's um, still a few things after this. So yeah. yeah, the Smash Code of Conduct is officially disbanding. They were a few years that they were working. They had a twit longer that was essentially like to boil it down. This was too much work. 
it's too difficult, it's very emotionally draining. And on top of all that, there were tons of attacks against them from the community yeah. itself. And so they just felt like this job of like trying to, you know, help the community become better was something that the community itself wasn't into. And, you know, it's just a small group of people who were trying to make this work and they were earnestly trying to do it, but uh, just didn't think that they could keep it up. So they are formally closing, unfortunately. Oh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, the hardest part too is that, you know, it is one of those things that you're going to get attacked for a lot, right? I mean, that's that's the way it is. If, you know, if you're trying to hamper someone from being a jerk and they don't like that, then they're going to be a jerk to you and you, you just kind of have to deal with it. So, uh, I mean, honestly, it's a tough situation because on one hand, maybe you might want to make the people who are in the code of conduct group anonymous so they can't be targeted. But at the same time, if they're anonymous, then there's going to be a lot of claims of corruption and you don't know who's responsible and everything like that. And it's like, it's a tough situation. And I'm not sure what the what the right way to solve this is. I know the fighting game community was trying to do some code of conduct as well. And they're going to get attacked in very similar ways, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so... I mean, already have. Already have yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but unfortunately, the bigger we get, and the fact that we aren't esports, the fact that we don't have uh, multi-million-dollar corporations making rules for us, mm -hmm. we have to do it on our own. Like it, mm -hmm. it has to be done. We're, we're too. Right. I'm speaking purely from the FGC. We're, like yeah, we're too yeah, big yeah. to not have that now. No, no central government so, essentially. Yeah. So, so just like you know, just people to push people in the right direction. We mm -hmm. need that. It sucks. I hope somebody picks up the mantle for Smash, because they needed to. I mean. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks because there's no easy way to go about it. There's no good way to go about it. To make sure that people don't get harassed, but it's necessary. So I can just say I'm glad I'm not one of the people on any of those panels making those decisions. It's that is tough times for sure. Uh, thanks to Yoloni McSwaggerelli for the subscription <laughs> and for making me read out that name. I actually appreciate that. That's one one just it's always one of the best names. Tekken Zaibatsu is closing down. Uh, yeah, that sucks. This is, well, I guess was really the biggest Tekken web forum and was mm -hmm. for, you know, two decades. It started in 2000 as a major community hub and it is closing. Uh, Castell, the guy who runs it, just put a real quick message onto the message board. The time has come to close the book on this site. It has been a pleasure to serve the Tekken community for some 20 years, but the plug will be pulled sometime late this year or early next year. That was a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then had a follow-up post that was like, wow, I didn't expect to see all of you popping up to say farewell. Uh, he, so the reason is I personally have been checked out from the scene for some time now, yes. and I just don't have mm -hmm. the time or desire anymore to keep the site going. I suspect by now most of the conversation has moved on to social media platforms, but this serves as a notice to wrap things up on Tekken Zaibatsu. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this is just an end of an era. It was a big, you I know, formula. If uh, people don't know, Castell was instrumental in this. I mean, Tekken Zaibatsu was basically the 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 yang to Shoryuken.com's yin, right? It was just like those two sites were the sites that really just were uh, dominating a lot of the FGC. 
they were both very, very important. And, you know, at one point in time, you remember Shoryuken was going to close down and that kind of stayed alive. And now Tekken uh, Zaibatsu. Just the forums. Just the forums. Just the forums were going to close down. That's right. And Castell, I mean, I've met the guy. He's a, he's a great guy. He's wonderful. I mean... If, in case you guys don't know, he's like a master chef now, which is why he really hasn't been doing a lot of stuff for FGC stuff. He's focused on that part of his career, but uh, he's done so much for it. And that Tekken Zaibatsu is very, very important. And, you know, I'm yeah. sad that we don't talk about it as much as we have in the past. You know, as we talk, have people have talked about Shoryuken.com and et cetera, et cetera, because Tekken Zaibatsu yeah, I- is just as important. I mean, you and I were more on the Capcom side of things mm-hmm. at that time than on the Tekken side of things. Yeah. I would say that it was SRK, Tekken Zaibatsu, and Dust Loop. To me, it felt like the three yeah. in 2000 yeah. were like the that ones that you would right. know any, anything. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I was mostly in SRK myself, but I have a Tekken Zaibatsu account from a thousand years ago, too. Probably made in 2003 or four. I don't know, right. whenever I was playing Tekken 5. And, uh, now, yeah, I mean, it's one, one thing I do want to add on to this, though, is it's not technically over and done for Tekken Zaibatsu. Uh, I got a message from somebody. I can't remember their name. Let me actually see if I can find it real quick. Real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. James DMs. Where are the yeah. DMs? Yeah. Looking at James right now on a screen share. We can see everybody who's talking to him. Yep. Pretty much. Wow. Barack Obama. Don't that's Justin the one. Wong. That's the one you shouldn't be talking about, dude. Come on. Ah, why are you revealing that stuff here? Uh, I can't. I can't remember who the. Oh wait, I think it's this. No, no, it's not that one. Okay, so uh, basically, there's a guy out there who is going to be the new host of the SRK Wiki. The SRK Wiki is either moving to a new site or something like that, but he's taking up all that information, putting it to a new place. Apparently, he is also, if I'm not mistaken, the same person now who's going to take all of the forum content for Tekken Zaibatsu, all the discussion, and actually archive it at this site as well. So he's, he's going to archive all that stuff. Apparently, he's going to try to take a bunch of information from uh, all the other wikis out there and kind of like try to collaborate them all together. So uh, that'll actually be really, really cool if he can actually uh, pull that off. It'd be really, really nice. Uh, trying to see if I can... That's true. Eight Way Run was the site that a lot of people went to for other stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Smash Boards for Smash. Right. For sure. Not these ones here. Give it up, James. Yeah, I just I don't have it here, unfortunately. Unfortunately, so. searching through Twitter DMs is just not like a very easy process. It's it stupid, dude. Hard. I hate I hate yeah, Twitter that. DMs, to be honest with you, because you can't mark things as unread either. Ugh, that's like you just thing. turn off your read receipts, like I do. Pro mm. tip. What do you mean? You can turn off your read receipts. But does that highlight them as unread again? Oh, no, no, no. It's, See, that's the exactly. thing. Because like, sometimes I read a DM and I'm like, I'll get to this later. But since you can't mark it as unread, I forget about it, basically. So I see. Well, yeah. darn. Yeah. There that's is a site called, uh, what is this? Feedback Flow that is essentially a way to put up a recording of yourself playing fighting games 
that will let other people comment on it in specific time slots, <laughs> oh, like exactly at certain moments, so that you can like maybe help other people out. Oh no, this sounds. This is not great. going to work I out. I can't wait to use it. You guys are you're thinking of it in a negative way. What? Absolutely. Are you going to go be a jerk on this? Yeah. Who wouldn't? Are you going to timestamp this right here? Is this clean. moment is where you suck the most. And let me this tell you why. In this TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what people are going to use it for, man. You, you know what I mean? People have always come up to me and they're like, I'm going to create this new resource where everybody can submit all their content. It'll be a great, like place for everybody to put all their knowledge together for fighting games and stuff like that. I'm like, I already tried this. It was the Shuriken Wiki. It didn't really work very well. And TubaWare is the reason why these things don't work. Yeah. <laughs> Alternative puts up a match. Look, listen, Jack. Here's where you fucking lie. Imagine <laughs> having fun making other people feel that frustrated. <laughs> you guys, I don't know how I can hang out with you, honestly. Uh, this site is Flowfeedback.com. All right. Flow Try it feedback. out, guys. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Let's talk about uh, a couple of tournaments. We're going to have to just speed through. DBFZ National Championships happened. Uh, that was cool, I assume. Did anybody watch? I did not. It's not the finals yet, dude. It's just they're just still going through the process. I think part of it's over now. Well, yeah, they, they've, I think they finished off some of the regions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. they have. But that was like week seven. So they still haven't had like the finals. Whatever. Okay. Listen, Jack. Give me the finals. <laughs> MK Pro Competition Intercontinental Combat Week 1. Waz won Oceania. Val won Europe East. Video Games Yo won Europe West, uh, and I thought it was cool. You know, I'm a big like geography nerd. I was right. talking about this like geography, and there was a match between somebody in Greece and somebody in Vladivostok, Russia, which is on the Pacific Ocean. It's right next to North mm -hmm. Korea, and since that's all Russia, that entire territory in between, anybody from Russia can enter this tournament. So that tournament was that match was like eleven thousand kilometers apart, and. Sure. I just think that is amazing. And uh, roll back, roll back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, to watch it didn't actually look terrible, like not what you would think. But on the other hand, the guy who won it uh, was definitely just like jumping in as Jackie because he knew that the other guy couldn't respond. Oh no! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Correct. Uh, the Topanga Championship is uh, ready to go. The final block participants are set. We'll talk about that in the upcoming. And then, oh man, uh, who's who's the? Oh, I didn't write down the name. The guilty Nobody. gear streamer who's done who's who's officially Jonio son. Jonio, Jonio. I don't know how I how blanked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is. He's given it a stop. That was supposed to have been a community news, but there you go. Yeah, he he uh, he was one of the main guys helping run Mikado, uh, Mikado Arcade. He yeah. was doing all the streaming there. He's one of the. He's a very strong Johnny player. A uh, really, really solid guy who's done so much, but I don't think Mikado is closing, but he's just done doing the fighting game stuff, and that is definitely very hurtful for the uh, Guilty Gear scene because he's done so much there. Hopefully someone can step up and take over the mantle of what he does at Mikado, but we'll, we'll see. The last tournament that I wanted to talk about in tournament results was a local. It was a local. Okay. 
Congratulations to Boondock Frames for winning Tekken 7. Chippies for winning Street Fighter 5. Mercy? I have none. Winning Soul Calibur. Iron Pooses <laughs> winning Sam Show. Old Gods winning Marvel Infinite. Carried by Jops winning DBFZ. And Drake and Josh winning Ultra Street Fighter 4 at an offline local in New Zealand. That took place last weekend. Must be nice. Congratulations oh, to everybody involved. Man. <laughs> Dude, what I wouldn't give to Perth. be able to go to a fucking local right now. Perth, Australia also had an offline local. So some places are doing it. They can. They don't have COVID. Some places are doing it. Must be nice. I imagine it's nice. In upcoming events... You can watch the Topanga Championship Finals. That is this coming weekend. The <coughs> top uh, people who finished in it, the uh, final block, I should say, Kawano, Itazan, Fudo, Bonchan, Pugera, and Gachikun. Which means players like Daigo, Tokido, etc. did not make it into the final one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's this weekend. That's Friday through Sunday, 7 p.m. Japan time each day on openrec.tv slash team slash Topanga TV. Okay. Uh, there's a Marvel 2 event from Yipes and Arturo, etc. called, for some reason, Test Your Might. <laughs> I don't know why they called it that. No, it's Battle of the Strongest. Well, they're saying it's not Battle of the Strongest. Yeah, well, that says it on the screen. I mean, those are two different things, right? Explicitly. P.S. Battle of the Strongest. P.S. This is not Bots 4. Just huh. a fun side. Right. Cool. Anyway, That's it's Battle for the Strongest. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Battle for the Strongest. No, it's it's like Bots Presents, but they're trying to differentiate it for whatever reason. Uh, oh, it will have okay. Yikes, Stanford Kelly, Executioner, Josh360, Josh Wigfall, Matrix, mm -hmm. Mike Infinite, G Concepts, Video, Just Amazing Thriller. So it's, it is it is the, it's, it is the same thing, but not the same thing, in other words. So there's not going to be a Test Your Might and a Battle of the Strongest. It is one thing it's basically battle the strongest brings you test your mind okay interesting the deal there you go oh i see why you added that as well okay and then the killer instinct Resur insurrection qualifier number two by nikki fgc that is december 17th 5 p.m eastern time yeah that'll be two days from now i'll be doing helping commentary with that on the ever so highly publicized trovo dot live <laughs> alternate streaming uh, service, so definitely check what that out. What did you out. say it was on? Yeah, <laughs> Trovo.live. Trovo.live <laughs> slash yeah. what? Uh, brutal Democracy. Okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Trovo. I've totally watched lots of Trovo. Yeah. You know, I hadn't heard about it until James was telling me about it earlier today. <laughs> and when we looked at it, it's like remarkably similar to Twitch. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, there's a way to make it look like it's its own thing, because Mixer didn't look the same, Facebook Live doesn't look the same. Yeah, but those have failed miserably. But... Let's <laughs> go with the working insane. formula. Some okay. shade of purple or aqua color. I want to see boxes of the streamers I like. Come <laughs> on, man. Yeah, again, the test your mic thing, I, I don't know why they called it that, but it is Marvel 2. Yep. All right, let's. Uh, that's all I got for upcoming. But I did want to circle back to the end of community news because there is a super cool nomination process going on, the Fight Stick Awards. And this is something both upcoming, hence why I'm doing it now, and also community. Um, 
it is basically for the best fighting fight sticks of the year. This is on reddit.com slash r slash fight sticks community dedicated to it, which I also definitely follow and have been for a long time. There are nomination categories, including best artwork slash theme, best wiring. Mm, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> best, I'm not joking. Best I know DIY. you're not joking. <laughs> yeah, that was the funny part is that you weren't yeah. joking. Yeah. Best DIY stick design, best stick accessory, best overall mix box, best overall hit box, best are overall you gonna submit the box? and weirdest slash funniest stick. Well, I was thinking about doing that, but mine is actually a couple years old at this point, so I don't think that I qualify. I'm gonna make a new one, man. Dude, you'll you'll, you'll just win the newcomer stick of the year award then. Yeah, exactly. As as the game awards have shown us, a game could come out five (laughs) years ago, 10 years ago even, and win an award today. Best uh, newcomer fight stick of 2013? Yeah, exactly. All right, very good. So the rules for this are basically just you can nominate whatever build, including your own. You can put it up there on the site. The judging will be nine people, including some people who you will know, like Jimmy Wen, uh, who's in Level Up, Jabaley, Phantomeria, Markman, John D, Alex Myers, a couple mods of our fight sticks, including uh, Winged Insect and Hush My Sweet. And this is being done with uh, Mr. Sujano, okay. uh, who's uh, got a YouTube channel. And you can check that all out. They're going to be doing the judging, which is pretty cool. As far as prizes, you know, it's going to be... They win like, a stick. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll be featured in a video uh, that Mr. Sujano will do. You will have maybe some additional flair and so forth. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like it's a... It's not like a huge money operation here. But right. I do think that it's super cool. And I look through a lot of the sticks... There's a lot of super cool ideas in there, extremely pretty ideas in there as well. There's some really unique takes on things. Dude, someone tell Shoegazer and, and get his friend. You know, they were the ones who did the the Soundwave joystick and, and the and the Bedman joysticks and stuff like that. Like some really sick stuff. Yeah, I, I really recommend checking it out because there's a ton of really, really interesting artwork on there. I'm going to put the link to this in the chat right now. Okay. And I'll put it on the YouTube video as well. And Toshin has just put a link to Mr. Shijano's uh, Twitter where, again, that's being discussed. So I think that's super cool. Very cool idea. Looking forward to seeing who wins and so forth. Cool. All right. I guess that's all I got, folks. So yeah, where yeah, where are the do they oh here's the community nominations I see got it got it yeah. okay cool it's quite a long list. I thought about asking you to put it on stream but it's just yeah, quite there's a, long a lot of them here wow okay okay cool but I checked through there's a lot of really really cool ideas yeah there. I definitely want to check these out okay all right that's it uh, I guess there's also going to be a Tong Never Sleeps finals coming up this week yeah for the uh, the ranking battle so. You're seeded based on how you uh, ranked overall in the Tampa Never Sleep season. And then mm-hmm. there's also two last chance qualifier spots. Uh, I might just go win one real quick. You know, no big deal. Get sure. in that tournament. Okay. But, uh, you should go win one real quick. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. so that's happening this weekend, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm, Hanukkah cookies. I specifically went out and bought Hanukkah cookies. They're dairy-free so that you can have them while eating meat. Uh, if you're a Jew. And I got them because I was thinking like, you know, 
I'm not going to have normal Hanukkah this year. It's just, you know, we're not going to go visit my family or anything like that. So we yeah. are just staying inside, and I kind of miss, like, the, the like, old school going to synagogue, hanging out with friends and family Hanukkahs. Let's get a cookie that reminds me of that. And these absolutely do. Uh, I don't know if there's any Jews in the chat, but you know the terrible cookies that they give you at, like, an Oneg or some other similar situation? That sure. Yeah. Lactose free. You guys aren't going to know what I'm talking about, but I, I'm there. I'm with you. They're I know. terrible, but at the same time, they like taste like Hanukkah as a kid to me. So, <laughs> nostalgia. True. Yeah, it's absolutely nostalgia. Kentley took a single bite and put it down. She wasn't. It wasn't even like she was. It was worth like making a stink over how terrible it was. She just put it down and was like, yeah, you know, I have fun with yeah. your nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoy those. Yeah. <laughs> This is like uh, like making ratatouille for a food critic, man. Not good. I understand, but here uh, we are. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, like being a kid. I have oh, no idea. <laughs> uh, they announced the. They showed the uh, top sixty-four. They have the top sixty-four or top thirty-two. I think it is. What is it? Eight, 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 eight. Yeah, I think it's top thirty-two for Teppen Worlds coming up. Uh, Kyle P is in that, as well as a couple of other U.S. players like Ryuzu and Spooky Milani, and uh, who else was in there? There was a couple of other U.S. players, but um, uh, they showed all the deck usages and stuff like that, and it's kind of what you would expect to see. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that coming up. Uh, the finals are going to be on December 26th, uh, which is the day after Christmas, obviously, so it'll be very interesting, but I'm eager to see how that goes. So there you go. All right, let's skedaddle. All right, Birdum. You. By the way, I'm about to run what's called a multiplayer ad. And this is something that Twitch is trying. Let me know what this even is. I don't know. It told me to <laughs> what is it Let do? me know what this thing is. What does it do? <clears throat> it plays uh, multi-ads. When a multiplayer ad is triggered, viewers in the channel watch the same ad and then are presented a poll afterward. Voting in the poll helps support you, the streamer, via bits. I don't know, I guess. So, we'll see. Let me know what it looks like. <laughs> I'm curious just to know. Okay, all right. Good night, everybody. Later, guys. This is your favorite Jersey Mike sub. <laughs> I'm going with other.